It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. And uh, welcome to the show. It's Ian here. And the captain. And Mark. Well, um, it has been... A very interesting last few days. It's been an interesting year uh, so far, as far as things to talk about. We're not even halfway through 2020 yet, so yeah. I mean... Yeah, it's been a heck of a year, yeah. unfortunately. Um, things, of course, you know, we've been covering the coronavirus situation pretty uh, in-depth here on Free Talk Live, and specifically the loss of freedoms uh, that have gone along with the coronavirus situation, because to me, that is the situation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The situation isn't, oh, my God, you might catch a cold or a flu and survive it because you most likely will survive it. Yeah. What are the newest numbers on that? Less than half of a percent. What, right. Contract it or no to the death rate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and obviously coronavirus has some, uh, you know, the comorbidities and there's just, there's some dangers to getting the virus that it don't re- result in death. But um also, those numbers that you're talking about, basically, they're pumped up. Well, they're they're not. They yeah, may they be pumped up. They're okay? paying them. They're paying them to to uh, find I, this. But thing. It, I mean, if you just look at like the prisons, right, where they had like an outbreak and a bunch of people caught it for like a week, and then it just sort of like that's it, right? Not everybody in the prison got it. Not everybody came down with symptoms. Not at, you know, I mean, a very small percentage of those people died. So if you look at that as an isolated microcosm of what it is, you're like. I feel exactly the same way about COVID-19 as I do about the flu as far as concern level, which is I'm not very concerned. Well, I think that for one, our uh, concern for the flu is inflated because I think the numbers coming out of the CDC, best I can tell, are inflated. So maybe you have the same level of concern. You probably should have the same level of concern for COVID as you do for the flu, but you probably shouldn't be as concerned about the flu as you are. Shocking. (laughs) Governments would But I'll say this. If you're not over- 65 or 70 or something like this covid is probably something you should do it's probably you should just isolate away from people that are that age is probably your they, best should isolate if that's they should what they, isolate it yeah. that's what they want to do um so you know we've covered that in in great detail yeah. and it's interesting because that precipitated what came next which came this week which is these what i would call um con- i guess continuing to spread riots violent that, disturbances of the peace by crowds yeah that are happening in various cities across the united states kicking well, there's off protests and riots and in many cases they're going alongside each other yes. and all kinds of stuff yes and and, and there's people protesting the riots like okay. like at home you oh, know that's not, <laughs> i don't know if i'd count count <laughs> so like, oh my gosh protest. i can't believe these people are rioting and you know this kind of a thing and i'm like well i can I, believe I can. Yeah. Uh, yeah i can believe people are rioting because you know you've got kind of a perfect storm of a situation here right so in order to have a big protest you need to have a bunch of people who have nothing else to do yes right so if you have uh remember occupy yeah. when that happened back in yep. 2011 new york city and other cities you know occupy oakland and elsewhere you had a bunch of people who came out and they occupied a park or wherever, you know, Wall Street, wherever they occupied. Yep. Uh, in Oakland's case, they actually did trash the uh, the city hall, which that was that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, but uh, so people came out and they and, and we all had more freedom afterwards, right? No, no, no we no, didn't we because didn't. this doesn't do anything, right? Well, what 
I don't know. I wouldn't say that protests I don't know do you anything. Well, I, uh, I know we you hate the government, and I'm certainly a pretty anti-state myself. But trashing the the, the town hall or the city hall isn't going to do I, anything. I, I will say one thing about at least the protests that have occurred well in the last what 24 hours, right? Yes. Particularly the Minneapolis mm-hmm. ones, and then what folks online are calling the Minneapolis virus, where it's spread to other cities. Same type of thing. I will say that the one thing that in my mind positivity or positively has come out of this is that every american person and that's you know in the geographic area of the united states every american person is now aware that police stations can be overrun and overtaken mm-hmm. just by a matter of sheer quantity of, of people and time every one of them every police station everywhere in every city and every town can be taken over by sheer force of will, number of people. So doesn't that counter what you just said, that protests don't do anything? Because in this case, they burned a police station in Minneapolis, precinct number three, when that place got set on fire, the I think roof, it was two nights the ago. Roof, now, the roof is on fire. Uh, I was like, wow, okay, something different is happening here. This has gone to a new level as somebody who has you know, observed a number of and participated in a number of uh, protests, quite a few, uh, over my years as an activist. But no riots. You did film a riot. I don't once. participate in riots. I'm not a. I'm not going to destroy um, private property. I'm not interested in that. And unfortunately, that is the real downside to all these. Uh, there things, hasn't been that, that much comparative to much. That of much the, what? Uh, destruction of private property compared to. Uh, I heard, and I don't know if this is true. Okay. Okay. So you know, please feel free to check this claim. But people were talk. People who were watching the, this stuff over, like, there's some chat channels where the. Uh, libertarian activists here in in New Hampshire have been kind of posting. Oh, here's this is happening over here. This is okay. happening over here. Um, somebody said there were 170 buildings that were destroyed wow. to some extent. I don't know how much they were destroyed. All I don't I've been know, hearing about is is that like you in, know, in Saint the, Paul, the in state, Saint Paul, the state capital has been under siege. The police stations are under siege. So apparently, no, the- in Minneapolis, um, just while I was watching. Okay, and I was watching uh, the Unicorn Riot feed on YouTube, which is one of the more popular mm-hmm. um, lefty kind of live live stream channels. They torched, and I'm going to forget all of the the buildings, but they torched an um, an auto zone. They torched a liquor store. They t- and, and looted, of course, uh, right, a, sure. a liquor store. They torched. I hope a, they looted it before they torched it. Uh, there was one guy actually. Liquor died. stores burn real good. <laughs> yeah, they did. One guy actually died inside because he wanted the best liquor, so he went down into the basement and got caught inside oh. the store. Hard to feel sorry for him. Yeah, I don't uh, feel bad for him. But uh, they torched. Um, let's see what else. The next day, the news came out that they had torched a local restaurant. Uh, the next okay. th- today, the news came out that they torched a local bookstore. Point made. They I'd like destroyed to make a point. Target. As well, there was yes. actually video of a like, guy. Not before they got some televisions. There was a, actually a video. Yeah, they looted the hell out of Target. Yeah. They actually had video of a guy driving around inside the Target. They busted yeah. the doors down. The, the protesters had busted the doors down. And the then rioters. some dude, yeah, some dude went in there and was literally driving around in the destroyed Target. And he actually comes out in the video and like comes out the exit doors. So it's been a pretty crazy situation. Okay. And there's been a ton of... Of private property Point taken. All right, so... And that's just Minneapolis. There are riots going on, there are protests going yeah. on, um, and same time and all that stuff. Tell me about the other riots that have occurred in history mm-hmm. that have, re- in the United States, that have resulted in what have they have resulted in. So what did Occupy Wall Street result in? Okay, so if you want to talk generally about the in, uh, in, 
ineffectiveness of protests, I will generally agree with you that it is a way – a protest is just a way, which some become riots, some don't. Uh, but uh, a protest is just well, a way I, for let's people – Let's take the riots. I mean let's talk about burning a whole bunch of buildings down. What does it result in? I mean, it, it yeah. went on to the Rodney no, King thing, the Watts yeah. riot. I mean, these things. This is like the occurred. Rodney King thing, except bigger, because it, Rodney King was just Los, Los Angeles, right? Yeah. That was just that place. It's going to a bunch and different... now you're seeing this happen in a lot of places. Now, I don't think anybody has set any other police departments on fire, which is really sad to hear that they haven't set. More right, because I think the one thing that set this one apart from the other ones that you've mentioned just now, Mark, is that. Uh, and you pointed this out last night uh, when we were chatting, Ian, that mm-hmm. this is the first time that they actually targeted the organization responsible. In Of all the riots I've ever seen, yes, yeah. at least in the United States, yeah. this is the first time like, I've oh, seen that. They, they were literally rioting as a result of the murder of George Floyd. And we should mention mm-hmm. his name because that's what this is all about. That's what sparked these protests and the resulting riots. The yeah, murder and it was a spark, of George Floyd. But it was also other murders that had gone on by the police yeah, over I mean, many, many years. Of course. And well, this is and just a lot another of one. that are largely unfounded, too. I mean, there are plenty of uh, stuff that, that people have gotten upset about, and you'll find out later, you know, that guy, I think the guy was just a criminal, you know? And uh, so, I mean, there are there's some legit cases out there. George Floyd sounds like one of them. But there's also some pretty illegitimate stuff out there with grievances that, eh, yeah, that's not a very well, good Well, that grievance. doesn't matter, Mark. There's a, con- there's a ton of people who have been murdered at the hands of the police, and people are rightfully upset about it. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, and you've got this perfect storm of folks who don't have anything better to do, mm-hmm. and they're really mad, and they're going out. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Like freedom, that's 855-450-3733. Coming up, if we get the chance, there's some pretty big news out of the Supreme Court, and it's not good when it comes to your right to assemble in a church uh, under these governor's crackdown orders that we've been hearing about. So that's definitely an important story, and it is worth covering. Uh, But also the most important story that I would say tonight and the last few days are the ongoing protests slash riots that are happening now in various cities across the United States. Uh, We'll get deeper into that here in just a moment. Mark has brought up the age-old question of, are protests worth it? Uh, Do they really accomplish anything? So we can certainly address that. To an extent, they are just an appeal to authority, right? Are they? I I mean, it depends. It depends. Certainly a lot of these If you go far enough, it goes beyond an appeal to authority to simply as a sort of a statement or warning about, you know, if we – in this case, I mean, what's going on here is is that apparently these – riots, I don't know what else to call them, are spreading Mm -hmm. and uh, businesses are being – but the police stations are being besieged in Brooklyn. That yeah. happened last night. Yep, that's yeah. true. So let's go to your calls and thoughts. Uh, the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. They also even uh, breached the state house in Ohio a couple nights ago as well. There was uh, glass broken by protesters there. So, mm-hmm. By the way, the glass companies are going to be doing really good yeah. after this. We go to your calls and thoughts. Let's talk first to Patricia. She is on the line in Virginia Beach listening to WNIS. Go ahead, Patricia. Hi, am I on the air? I apologize. You're listening on Twitch. You are on the radio for now. Go ahead with uh, your thoughts. Hello, Patricia going once, 
Patricia going twice. Well, that didn't go very well for you. Uh, let's go to Jerome listening in Charleston, South Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Oh, I'm here. Hey, Jerome, what's on your mind? Huh. Did you, gee, did you see about Minnesota? What's on my mind? Hey, hey, our, <laughs> our, cops, our cops like celebrities. Hey, our cops celebrities, because Trump said when you're a celebrity, you get away. They let you get away with it. Great oh, point, yeah. Uh, are they going to let him get away with this? Doesn't look like He's it. He's a cop. Huh? Yeah, it doesn't Jer- look like it. Yeah, Jerome, to your point, uh, my take on this whole situation is why in the hell does it take a riot for a policeman to become arrested? Look, I'm a child in the 50s, okay? From the 50s, okay? I've seen all of this movie. I've seen this movie before. Oh, Watch. yeah. Yes, you have. Um, yeah. And we know what happens. There. Even though they arrest the cop, doesn't mean that they will convict the cop. The arrest is just to try to placate people. It's like, okay, all right, we'll, we'll arrest him. Okay, don't burn down any more police stations. We'll, we'll arrest him. Yeah. We're going to prosecute him. And then later, he ends up getting found innocent or, or not guilty. Look, gets found, you know, that's... I'm. <laughs> That's likely what's going to happen here. Maybe they will send him up the river just because they're so afraid of the, the protesters and such, but it's too little too late. This this system needs to fall. Go ahead, Jerome. They're going to send him up the river because he's guilty as sin, and Maxine Waters was right. He did enjoy the look on his face, seemed to show that he did enjoy murdering him like that. Of course he did. Yeah, He's yeah. a sicko. That's I why he took the job, me. Jerome. He's a sick effer who wants to hurt peaceful people, and he gets pleasure. By the way, this particular cop, the one that uh, committed the, well, one of the three or four or whatever who committed the murder, because uh, apparently there were other two other cops that were leaning on the guy as well in various different ways or holding him hey, down. I just want to know, Amy Klobuchar, this man had 18 complaints against her. Right, that was what I was going to say. 18! And she did nothing about it. Who the hell is Amy hey, Klobuchar? I'm, Didn't she run for president or something? Yeah, she's going to be one of the. Maybe she'll be one of the candidates. What was uh, she Biden supposed to Biden. do? Hold on. What What are you saying? She was supposed to do? Was she like in charge of uh, the police department there or something? Like what? What's... She was. I don't know. Attorney General. She had some very powerful in position in Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, yeah, she okay. was responsible for sending people. You know, help prosecute people. This yeah. guy had eighteen complaints. And I'm telling Joe Biden right now, if you pick her as your running mate, you can kiss my vote goodbye. Well, let me ask you about Kamala Harris, because I was just talking about Kamala Harris last night. How many, I mean, she was the AG for California, right? Like, how many unarmed black men, Jerome, do you think were killed under Kamala Harris's watch? I have no idea. I bet it's a good number. Yeah, I I bet you it's some. It's California. Well, where was the... How many, how many cops got 18 complaints against them while she was in office that she let fly? I don't know. There's probably plenty of cops that have complaints. That this is the old game. I mean, Jerome, you know that police get, uh, get complaints against them all the time, and not a damn thing is done. Not in Minneapolis, not in California, not in Boston, not, and in, not in New York City, because the police are a gang. They're a criminal gang, and they're protected. They're a club, and you're not in it. And it doesn't have to do with color, Jerome. I mean, it, there's some color that comes that's involved here. I'm not going to claim that I would like to be a, a a black man getting arrested or anything like that. But I will go ahead and say that you know, like Kamala Harris is is part of that club. Hey, Jerome, did you go out? Is there anything going on in Charleston, in South Carolina? Hey, you won't see me at any doggone pool parties. I can promise you that. <laughs> Didn't somebody get like strangled at a pool party? What happened with there with the pool party? You got to help me out. 
No, there was some some guy, uh, t- somebody tested for um, positive for the COVID nineteen at one of those pool parties was in Missouri last mm. week. Oh, okay, you saw that. No. And now they got a quarantine. They got to they got to find out who else is tested positive because some so of wait. those crazy fools were saying if you get sick, hey, so what? Uh, Hold on, Drew. Are you saying there. that are you saying that you wouldn't go to a protest in in Charleston just because you're no, afraid of COVID? I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go to a pool party. Okay, but I'm asking but, about protests, not pool parties. Are, if I go, I'm keeping my distance. Is okay? there anything going on though? I mean, have you heard anything happening in Charleston? Yeah, there was some. Yeah, there was some protests today. Today, okay, okay. Protests, yeah, because there was a lot yeah. going on today. Thank you for the call, Jerome. I appreciate it. Uh, I went to the one in Manchester, New yes. Hampshire, today, which was I got to say larger than I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, I, it's New Hampshire, right? It's a small place. Yeah. Uh, the the protests that happened in favor of reopening New Hampshire that that. Captain, you went to one of those with me. I did. Um, that was, you know, maybe four or five hundred people at the at the state house, which I consider to be big. Yeah. For New Hampshire, it was certainly at the time the largest that I'd been to at that state house. This protest was maybe two or three times the size of that one. Wow. There were a lot of people that came out today. I'd say well over a thousand people, enough people to stretch the complete length of the block. So they were as they were walking or marching around the block. Uh, by the time they came back around to the other side of the block, there were still marchers that had just been leaving the park on mm-hmm. the on the opposite side. So they literally stretched the entire uh, block. Now it's not the hugest city block in the world, but it's you know it's no slouch. It's 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 uh, it's a large park. Anyway, there were uh, probably a thousand to fifteen hundred people at this event. That's and, a turnout. And one of the reasons I wanted to go beyond you know just the fact that I I support um, you know ending the state and, and protests like this are are a good thing uh, was because I. Don't want to see private property destruction right. happening. Now, I'm just one guy, but if we could bring enough liberty-minded folks, people who care about private property rights, uh, which libertarians tend to, mm. if we can bring enough of them to this event and we can be interspersed within the crowd, then maybe that could help de-escalate a situation from becoming destructive. It, it would help if they didn't inject agent provocateurs into the situation as I well. would say that um, if there were... You can't prevent that, but there yeah. is a bunch of evidence supporting that in Minneapolis. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. We can talk about that if you want to make a note. We, we can come back to the agent's provocateur because there was some, some pretty firm evidence that the guy that broke the AutoZone window in Minneapolis was a cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Dre- dressed in all black, of course. 855-450-3733. You can bring up whatever you want. Your sh- uh, share your thoughts on the right. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want. Toll free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. The Reverend Captain Kickass. And Mark. Sorry. Jumping the gun there. I I was. Go ahead. Do I tell you about Intercoin? Intercoin enables some things that I like the sound of. A lot of these protests and demonstrations and things, these systems, they aren't broken they're working the way they're supposed to work. 
And if you want something better, you got to build a new system. Intercoin's programmable coins are designed to help people raise money for new projects or initiatives in a way that is compliant with regulations. Coins can represent securities that obey individual rules like not being sold to U.S. residents for 40 days or purchase coins can contain rules that govern how they are to be spent and when they're to be cashed out. And Intercoin itself is designed to provide full trustless liquidity between any currency pairs, removing the need to list coins on exchanges to enable secondary training. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the Internet and here in real life. And we think that's important here on Free Talk Live. So important that FTL accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Incorporated for advertising. And if you think freedom is important, too, check out Intercoin at Intercoin.org. That's I-N-T-E-R, Intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. It's Intercoin.org. All right, so we can tell you more about some of the various protests slash riots that are going on across the country, but it'd be better if you told us about it. Are you out there? Yeah. Are you, you know, in the midst, in the mix of uh, some of these things that, are be- that have you know been going on that in some cases have resulted in police Departments being breached. What have you seen, uh, listeners? Or even set on fire, as happened in Minneapolis. Now, I don't know if a second police department has yet been burned, but boy, if they can burn a second one, then that'll be a trend, and things will get really interesting. In fact, things are already pretty interesting, given uh, what has gone down in the last few days. All of this, of course, following the uh, the madness and the crackdowns from COVID. You've got a bunch of people who are... Uh, well, frankly, bored. They've been unemployed. Sitting, yeah, unemployed in a lot of cases. They don't 40 have forty million people newly unemployed in right. the last ten weeks. There's a lot of people who literally have nothing better to do who are upset in a lot of cases, and rightfully so for various different reasons. And you know what? Here's an opportunity to go out and do something. Now, will it make a difference? Will it end or change the system? Uh, one thing's for sure: in Minneapolis. They definitely decided to arrest that cop when they previously had not made that decision right. after. Uh, it seemed seemed awfully coincidental that the next day after they set that their police department on fire that the guy got arrested. Because um, previously they had like a phalanx of cops guarding that man's house, yeah. by the way. Uh, so if you want to comment, you're welcome to join us here. 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. Well, go to your phone calls where Robert is on the line, also listening in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, to WTMA. Go ahead, Robert. Yes, I just wanted to point out that, you know, Martin Luther King was a very smart man. He realized that the best way to do something is with peaceful demonstrations. You start burning and and pillaging, you're going to have a tremendous number of people who are not going to take that in stride, and they will will return the fire. You'll you'll have fire coming from both sides. That's not the way to do it. And as a matter of fact, it destroys the cause. Okay, maybe the next day they did arrest the guy, but they were probably going to arrest him anyhow. I mean, there was enough on on, on those four... Um, cameras that were that were that were photographing the situation, so that there's very little chance he would have not been arrested. Well, we don't know. I mean, I mean, I will. Yeah, you don't I will get to say, compare the realities. I, I like the the notion of what you're saying, but um, like up to the point of what you just said, we just don't know, and that's the problem. Is is we can't make a scientific comparison. There's no control group here to see whether things would have happened or not. There have been arrests. There have not been arrests. Well, there certainly have been a myriad of police killings over the years where there haven't been an, an arrest. Right. Well, yeah, and, but there doesn't need to be an arrest in every killing and that's one well if somebody kills an an innocent person then there probably should be an arrest well and there's been a myriad myriad of them where they have not 
Innocence difficult well, to he, nail he, down. You, you, Innocent until proven guilty. Moment, and even the next day, it, it could be totally different. And, and, and those things evolve slowly. Well, I wouldn't be surprised to have you, Robert, who's called this show before and basically filleted the police on the air here on Free Talk Live. It doesn't surprise me that you would call in to say, oh, don't you dare how, you know, oh, you're so ineffective, don't burn down the police station. Well, as far as I'm concerned, if the station is empty, burn it down. And that's actually what they did, because uh, they waited until the police evacuated the station. The police had gone up to the roof of the Minneapolis 3rd Precinct Department. They had fired on the crowd from the roof with, you know, Rubber bullets or whatever non so-called non-lethal things, which mm-hmm. many many of those can do some pretty significant damage you, to you, a human body. You know who, and then they you know bailed out. They got uh, the orders to leave the building. They uh, climbed in all their police cruisers. There's video footage as they're leaving the facility where they actually bust through their own fence because there's like a you know fenced gate there or whatever. They bust through the gate. They don't even bother to try to open the thing. Take off down the road. And then the uh, the protesters got inside and proceeded to uh, breach through the entire building. They, you know, if, from what I understand, they were initially held up by whatever security measures there are inside these institutional facilities. But somehow they got through all that. And there's a, a point in, in the night where I was watching live at like 2 a.m. or yeah. something like that, where you can see the protesters made it to the roof of the building. So they totally went in that place and, and got full access, Took it over. seemed, uh, to the entire building. Now, I don't think they torched the entire thing because... The fires seem to be relatively small, but uh, it definitely did some serious damage uh, to that particular institution. So, Robert, um, you know, in, in, to my, Ian's point, is there a point where uh, violence should be used in protest to one's government? Because, I mean, the nation is founded on that. No, there's no need for that. Okay. It's, it's counterproductive. It's always counterproductive. Well, I don't disagree with well, you there because I'm, I'm against... not sure it's always counterproductive. You are living in a country where it literally produced a new country. Yeah, uh, and thank <laughs> you. I mean, I'm not saying again that this is a good idea. I don't know. Yeah, I, well, I'm going to say I'm going to say violence is not a good idea. Generally, I'm opposed to it. And I thank you, Robert, for your call tonight. I was having a conversation today with uh, a young lady asking me questions about. New Hampshire de- declaring independence because I had a bunch of. Found, uh, I wonder what the French would think about saying that uh, revolutions, uh, excuse me, the violence uh, never uh, produces mm-hmm. anything. Well, I mean, ultimately, if violence are your seeds, then that is what you're going to to well, reap later on. The state, the only thing the state does is violence or Co- the threat of correct. violence and coercion. So the only way to combat that is to equal the threat of violence. I don't know. Well, I don't agree necessarily with that. I think that peace is the best. If the government is afraid of the people Mm -hmm. in the same way or more than people are afraid of government, then you might have a shot at producing some change. And there's an argument to be had that, right, with the the fear thing, right? So there have been riots in the past, and we don't, again, we don't know what the world looks like without them. There are no control groups. We don't get to say that the government grew more or less or whatever, but there is certainly an underlying threat that at some point or another there will be violence if the government uh, continues a what you know basically amounts to bad customer service if these people and by these people i mean the protesters and rioters right if they want to affect change then i think something like burning down a police department after it's been evacuated is a good start it'll get your but, attention but they should be doing other things and you know we've suggested as much previously on previous shows like Oh, I don't know, surrounding your mayor's house. Just surrounding it. 
not doing yeah. anything, just surrounding it, letting them know that you're there and you're not going to put up with attention. the BS that's is, going on. Which is why this mayor in Minneapolis sounds so good, right? I don't know if you've heard any of the quotes from the guy, but he sounds like he's got a, you know, he's got his s together. He's got a level head about this issue. He's with the protesters on the George Floyd thing, and you know, wants to see some sort of justice or whatever. That's because he doesn't want the protesters showing up outside of his house. Well, he's no fool. He wants to get reelected, too. you know. Oh, God, if I can uh, focus these protesters' anger on the police rather than my house, then he feels like that's a good thing right. to do. So he's going to do it. That's the politically uh, expedient thing for uh, for him to do. But uh, but one of the things I was telling this uh, person that, that I, at the protest today was I'm not quite a pacifist. She was talking about pacifism, and I said, well, you know, I, I generally am against violence, with the exception of defensive. defense Right, or defensive of another right, person right. or whatever. And you know, I gave her an example about that. And uh, But I don't consider burning... A police station down to be violence. That's just you're just retaking the thing that they stole from you. Yep. They stole the money. Yeah, but to they buy stole that. it from everybody. And that's okay. You, you got a claim to it. If you want to burn it down, do it. Eight fifty five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It is an institution of violence, and the fire and the flames is a way to combat that uh, peacefully. More coming up here. In- This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. The captain. And Mark. Uh, So we've been talking about the ongoing and spreading protests slash riots. Are are the riots phase two or phase three of the reopening process? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, it's going to be hard to reopen a business after it's been torched to the ground. And, of course, that's the real downside of these riots is they're just, in some cases, these are crowds of people who are looking to just destroy anything at all. They are indiscriminate uh, in what they target. They just want to see something burn. And it's it's sad because, as you pointed out earlier, Captain Kickass, finally, the protesters in Minneapolis got it right and targeted the actual, uh, you know, yeah. organization that they should have targeted, rather than the liquor store, uh, the Indian food restaurant, and you know, several other businesses. They actually went after the police department and successfully breached, made the cops leave the place and burned it. I wouldn't say down, but they did set it yeah, on fire. It's it's funny because people on almost any point of the entire political spectrum. Almost uniformly agree, almost, that, you know, cops are, there's something wrong with cops. There's something wrong with police, you know, that, that they do bad things. Jeez, and, I don't know about that, and, but all and, right. You know, like, I, I find very few people who are like, except for maybe the one caller, mm-hmm. uh, who are like, oh, the cops are great. I love cops. You know, like, I find very few people who aren't. Well, maybe the circles are there like the cop lives matter flags out there. Yeah, they're I mean, out there. They're, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. the circles you run in, Captain. Yeah, it must be. It must be. I, there's the cops, and there's the friends of the cops, but, and there's the families. But what of the I'm cops. saying the is that like here are is, is that uh, you know it's it's a few bad apples. But remember, bad the whole saying is is a few bad apples spoil spoils the, the bunch. bunch. And mm-hmm. right. um, the concern here is is that not that there are a few bad apples because there's going to be a few bad apples in every organization. Mm-hmm. The question is is what do you do as an organization to weed out those apples? They haven't done anything. And well, yeah, and then that's what and happens. They promote these people. You have a well. The, and often that's the case, yeah. yes. right? And that's what happens when you have an, a, uh, an organization that's unaccountable. And that's almost the definition of the government. Like, cops have 
what's some kind of immunity? Is it limited? Qualified, qualified immunity. Qualified immunity. Qualified immunity. Now, if which is just cases, another BS term for oh, let him get away with it, right? Yeah. I mean, it, would you want qualified immunity for your taxi driver or the person who uh, takes care of delivering water to yeah. your, um, you know, the, the the water treatment plant? You, you mean if qual- they like run somebody down in the. Well, well, I mean, if if the water treatment plant guy drops, uh, you know, way too much bleach or arsenic Mm -hmm. or whatever into the uh, the water and kills, you know, a thousand people. Hey, you know, accidents happen. No, I mean, you you Mm -hmm. want responsibility for people and people who have responsibility tend to act better. I've heard the notion that if you and I kind of like it is, is that, hey, take these police brutality settlements out of the cops pension and I'll bet you there'll be a heck of a lot less problems. And I. I agree that the protesters um, have that protesters going after private businesses and burning them down really don't aren't doing anything to make uh, the world a better place. No, but they're destroying their own neighborhoods. I am skeptical that going after the police stations are going to do anything but make um, radical libertarian talk show hosts giddy with glee. Oh, well, there's a lot of people who are happy to see that. Let me tell you, when the when that police department was on fire yeah. a couple of nights ago... There's some people who just want to watch the world burn. You're yeah. right. No, and they no, were. No. They busted out the popcorn. No, there's some people who specifically wanted to see that happen. It was like a, a real moment for like the neighbors across the street. They're a group of uh, liberty-minded folks here. Uh, they were out on their porch celebrating... Uh, that when it happened, there was a lot of people, I think, around the United States and probably elsewhere in the world who were very, very happy uh, to see that police department get All lit I on fire. All I did was shake my head. It's because my, I don't think this is a solution to anything. Well, I don't what think else it's would a, you propose? I'm telling you, you cannot stop the state. The state's um, the, the what happens? So what? Do nothing. Wait, ju- just a second. I'm going to tell you what happens. Okay. Is the government? always eats itself it gets bigger and bigger and bigger until finally it collapses the best thing you can do is move if you're getting poor customer service mm-hmm. from the government that you know where you live you gotta leave and go someplace else where and do you go every sadly, place has a government sadly i think well i think that some some are better than others wouldn't okay. you agree yeah i would agree with you on that and you know but they're still hurting peaceful people everywhere on the planet we're working really hard to make freer places all the time. And I Who's think that we? what happens, libertarians. No, they're not. Um, I'm trying my best. I'm going to say voting every two or four years ain't working real hard. That's not what I'm claiming. Well, that's what most of I'm them do. I'm working with a project right now okay. to open up a free You special. are working hard. Then fine. There's I'll believe you on libertari- that. There's libertarian involved yeah. in this. But most of them don't do anything except for run up for a political office once every two to four years where they and are. Burning if down that's... the police station isn't going to do anything either. I didn't say those people were libertarians. I, 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 they're they're not creating more liberty. Uh, well, I don't know about that. If you get the cops to exit a, a particular area and not come back, then wouldn't that give that place more liberty? They're coming I mean, back. Ultimately, it's the politicians, mm-hmm. right? They're the ones who create the laws. The police departments simply enforce the laws that the politicians create. And so if the anger... If, if that were true, I wish that, were, I wish that, that was true. Police go to... Uh, testify against bills all the time. They give their opinion on these things, and often, and rarely, rarely do I ever see a police officer um, at the state house testifying for more freedom for people. Right. I mean, it's a personality type, and the personality type is, you know, that 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 just simply likes control. They're right. a control-oriented personality so, type. So the police enforce the laws that the politicians. Well, you said create. they simply. Enforce, oh, and they don't. Simply well, enforce. I mean, in, in their, in I guess I'm. They advocate for more laws. I don't know That's about true. that. They no, they do. Them- 
Oh, yes, they do. They frequently go to testify at the state house to have more laws. The Jeez. reason that marijuana remained illegal in this country for as long as it did largely had to do with police unions uh, and, and organizations I mean, and police uh, e- commanders. Even more evidence that it's a horrible organization type. Yeah, and something people, unfortunately, Mark, most people aren't going to do what you're suggesting, which is to say pick up their lives and move. Yep. Um, And even if they do, there's still going to be violent cops where they are, even in Manchester, New Hampshire, which uh, most assuredly is a more uh, or a less violent place generally than some of the bigger cities in in the United States. uh, There's still some violent cops there. There's still some cops who killed some people. There's still some, there have been some situations where Manchester police have locked down uh, swaths of the city under total police lockdown. If in just the, the last decade. If the response to uh, you know, one police officer's misbehavior is... You're to, talking about the, this situation? There were at least four officers involved in that case. They were there, but I mean, the one guy killed him, right? Well, there are actually, at least according to another video that has surfaced, two of the other officers were assisting in holding the man down, which may have contributed to his death. And the fact is, if they stand there, even if it was just one man doing it, and the other three were just standing and the- watching, then it would be completely outrageous for those three to just stand around and do nothing when they could have been like, whoa, hey, you've gone too far. Pulled the dude off of him yeah. and arrested him without any kind of violent well, I incident I think what's like going that. on here is, is that likely, I mean, I've seen this knee on the back, on the upper back thing, Mm-hmm. a great deal and the difference between upper back and neck isn't too far plus the fact that um i mean you know this happens a lot and people don't die are you so gonna when, try to say this was an accident is that what you're saying i don't right know now? if it was an accident and you don't either well from what people have said they said it looked like murder to them if Fine. you if you look, look, that's the reason we have a court yeah. system is so that we don't have to listen to morons who say it looks like murder we have a judicial system to determine whether it's murder or not yeah. and you got a guy telling you he can't breathe i ha- i hear you okay man. and the dude stays police on him for what was it, five minutes for 10 better minutes? or worse police are trained to not listen to people that they're arresting well and then the if, reason then that the, they're not those listening- cops should be lucky they're alive right now and they're lucky that the people haven't gotten so pissed off that they got in there and murdered that cop before he could kill that other guy. I'm sure that some people would like to do that. And the judicial system is created to protect criminals, not to protect uh, you know, the society or anything Well, the judicial like that. system is protecting criminals in the case of protecting the police from any kind of responsibility for their murders that they're committing. I mean, for you to sit there and defend this you, uh, this situation how, is what ridiculous. You, what, what Those cops it, are just which, as guilty. Even if they didn't squeeze the life out of that man's throat, they are just as guilty as that cop who did because all that they did was just stand by and watch. They are accessories to that murder. Arguably, they are guilty of felony murder simply because they were there and did nothing. That you would have to uh, prove that those people knew that that guy was killing that guy. And I'm not entirely clear. <laughs> Let, this... let's, let's play the supposition game yeah. real quick, because I just want to make this point. If you, me, and Ian went out tonight, we left the studio in downtown Keene here in the oh, town I'm square. Oh, I'm not claiming that we and, the same and sort we, of justice the cops and, and we had And we had somebody videotaping us the whole time. Yep. And we found somebody, we held him down to the ground, and one of us kneeled on his neck until he died. How long before all three of us were arrested? Uh, it wouldn't take long at all. Uh, there's certainly a different level of justice right. for police so, than so there are that, for the My rest point of us. is that why does it take a riot for the this one officer, one of the four? It's a, it's a great question to become arrested. Right, the arrest didn't occur ahead of time, and I don't know. I would say that yes, um, the chances are good that 
that guy is probably going to get convicted of something and probably should be. But I don't know about the rest. Toll free number tonight, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can bring up what you want and you can take control of the airwaves. Hour number two is next. we got plenty of time for you and your thoughts. 855-450-FREE like freedom. This is Free Talk Live. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture. One that's as secure as Bitcoin, while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more, and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. It is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. Lots of people with comments on the ongoing protests, some of them becoming riots around the United States. Is this the beginning of the end for the United States as we know it? Uh, Well, that's an optimistic viewpoint, Mm -hmm. and it's hard to be optimistic these days. I mean, in the cycle of empires, sure. Right? Oh, yeah, it'd be really great if the United States falls and China or Russia take over. Oh, come on. You know that's not likely to occur. What? Well, also, yeah, I don't think that do? would a be land great. War? But, you know. uh, no, you were just talking about the United States falling. What do you mean by that? Meaning the United States would end and then we would have 50 states. After that, each individual countries sure. that uh, some might gather together. You might have the West Coast, uh, Pacifica or whatever. It would be uh, California, Washington, and Oregon. Gotcha. And, so there might uh, be some f- federations or confederations. That, yeah, who knows what uh, it would look like. But it's certainly else. not going to be the Russians invading the United States. No, it likely wouldn't. It would just be China grabbing um, basically most of the globe. My, my opinion would be that the, quote, fall of the United States, unquote, would look a lot like the fall of the former Soviet Union. Right, they break the into smaller Union, countries. Yeah. You know, they federate together. Just, just like you said, that's kind of what it would look like. I know you guys want to keep this going, but I've got some folks here who've been waiting uh, patiently, so I want to go to the phones. Our toll-free number is eight fifty five four fifty free eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Let's do it. Let's talk to Jill. She's in Richmond, Virginia, listening to WNTW. Go ahead, Jill. Yes, I think what those cops did was outrageous. Don't put me on the jury because I already think they're as guilty as hell. All right, <laughs> but, but Love the you thing too. about the thing about rioting, the, the remark about burning down a police station because you pay taxes for it, that fails to take into account the fact that other people have also paid tax for it, and it's not not just your individual police station that belongs to the, the other people, too. Well, that, that is the tragedy of the commons, right, where the idea of... Uh, you know, communally owned property, whether it be a park or a police station or whatever government facility it is we're talking about, uh, whenever everybody owns a thing, that nobody actually owns it. And I, I beg who to differ. It? Nobody paid taxes. They take taxes. This is true. Well, they do. Well, that was ta- the taxes were taken out of the 
taken from them, but they were right, taken right. From, from a whole lot of other people, too, is my point. Correct. Yeah, that's right. true. And uh, that's what I think about it. I was talking about this uh, this to a friend of mine who is also a police officer, and mm-hmm. and I, uh, I said that the, 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 uh, what they did, I think it's murder, but that, that why does that give you the right to, to destroy somebody's store? What did that store owner do to what did that store owner do to you? And she said she thought that might bring about a change and it might cause a might cause something to to go better. I don't believe in human sacrifice. I don't think it's right to sacrifice an innocent person's store because of some good you want to yeah. achieve. I totally so agree I with you there, and and you know what we what, uh, again. I was watching some of these live streams over the last couple of days in the in the overnights because that's when you know the most interesting stuff is happening. Mm. And you can sometimes you can hear the excuses for this. the uh, The stream in particular, Unicorn Riot, is definitely run by a communist because he kept talking about expropriation. He was saying that people the the who we would call looters mm-hmm. were so-called expropriating the oh, things. Oh, you mean the proletariat? They, these things from the Target <laughs> or the other stores, which is you know another term for stealing. Right. And the way they justify this stealing is they say, oh well, they're corporations. They've got insurance. They can rebuild the Target, but the uh, the victim can't get his life back. They likely do have insurance, and mm-hmm. um, yep. likely. I don't know that it, like it, that doesn't justify it, no. but the stores likely do have insurance. They likely do, and it's likely true that Target will be fine uh, after all is said and done. But that doesn't – it still doesn't excuse – I'm not making an excuse for destroying Target. Okay? Right. I'm against all the private property destruction that's been going on in these protests. But saying, well, Target can come back, so it's no big deal. Well, what about the bookstore owner? What about the guy that owned the liquor store? What about the guy that owned the Indian restaurant that uh, that got burned right, down? There doesn't seem to be any discrimination here. No. Um, they're, they're not like going, sh- uh, you know, leaving one shop, hitting another shop, going two more shops down. You know, it's just, it's just everything's on fire. The Arby's, they they completely torched the Arby's in uh, in Minneapolis. America's there. roast beef. Yes. Yeah, sir. it was really sad. Jill, thanks for sh- uh, sharing your thoughts tonight. I definitely always appreciate hearing from you. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. Uh, that's 855-450-3733. So the, the sort of this appeal that they make to, well, Target can come back, but you can't bring back the victim's life. Yeah. That's true, but it's still not okay to destroy. Like, even if you think Target's an evil corporation, right? Because right. that was one of the other excuses. The guy in the stream was like, well, Target... Uh, All corporations uh, are evil to these leftists. Well, um, and, and they like, do some to, awful things, to, no doubt. To that extent... There is a point because corporations are a government fiction, yes, right? They're created yes, they are. as a way to right. gain favoritism and protection by Bi- governments. Correct. Business yes. and trade um, and a free market, these right. are natural human behaviors. Right. And the fact that somebody may do business as a corporation in an atmosphere have where, that benefits corporations right. and, um, because all the other – you don't want to give another business the uh, you know this huge, tremendous advantage. Yes. I mean, if, if Walmart was run as a, a family partnership or a sole proprietorship or any of these other i mean this isn't going to stop these looters from no. from destroying no. clearly and as i've learned recently particularly from the move to new hampshire the use of corporations can be 
uh, favorable to an individual seeking legal protection. Right. I don't like the idea of corporations, but right. if I live in a world with corporations, I am not to going one. to prevent myself yeah. from having, uh, right. you know, these these legal fictions. Mm-hmm. In so much as I then, um, you know, expose myself. My to preference more would be that that legal fiction didn't exist, and everybody right. had the equal playing field. I that think you're that people should be responsible in a free market. People should be responsible for their actions. Let's, that includes politicians, police officers, rioters rioters, looters, and whomever else. Right. So when you go to the uh, police department, you got my support. When you protest or even bur- even burn the thing down peacefully, oh, I see. Uh, you got you got my support. Not me. When you go to when you go to the police uh, chief's house, when you go to the police officer's house, when you go to the mayor's house, you got my support because you mean letting the- them know that you're dissatisfied in a form of a protest. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, that's what I just want to make. I didn't say burn down their houses. I didn't say that. Okay, Uh, but but if you're targeting the actual people who are doing this violence, then you've got my support. As soon as you burn down somebody's business that has nothing whatsoever to do with this situation, then I am I'm no longer in support of what's going on. But the thing is, with a public event like this, like these, right? You don't know who's going to show up, and that's part of the problem. Is you can't control. In some people. cases, it's agents provocateur. That's right. where I was going with this. Uh, so the auto zone that was smashed in Minneapolis a couple of days ago ended up being torched and burned completely. Burned. Uh, the auto zone window was first smashed. The first, because again, a lot of these things, it's a crowd uh, mob mentality, right? If one person does an act of violence, other people Once then kick starts, in and yeah. they follow up with with more acts of destruction. And the police know this. And some of these cops are, you know, even worse than some of the other cops. So what happened? Uh, I don't know how this ends up, but I mean, there's there's ample evidence in past riots. I don't know yep. about this one, uh, but in past riots of agents provocateur. Yep. I mean, the evidence is out there. And in sure. fact, the the uh, the Kent State killings way, way, way back. It's beginning like, you know, there's there's evidence that that was it and that, that it was agent provocateur there. Yeah. So in this case. And I'm not going to say it was an agent provocateur in every, you know, smashing or destruction or whatever. But no, in that's the case, not the way riots In work. the case of the AutoZone, which was one of the earliest ones, by the way. This was the beginning. Essentially, the AutoZone was one of the very first buildings to be uh, destroyed in Minneapolis over the last few days. They got into the zone. There, there was a guy <laughs> dressed in all black who had a gas mask on, like a full-on, you know, filters yeah. and gas mask. Uh, he had a gas mask on, was carrying a black umbrella. And he shows up and and just smashes in one of the windows on the auto zone and starts to immediately leave the scene. The internet quickly dubbed him the Umbrella Man. Yeah, and the guy, the other protesters that were around there were not in support of what he did. They right. actually came after him with video and started asking him questions. Well, he's like leaving they, as quickly as he can. They asked him if he was an effing cop. That happened, yeah. right? So, and he's like a big hulking guy and he, you know, turns around because <laughs> there's like this little black guy comes up to him and uh and he's like he says to somebody like, "Hold my blunt." <laughs> he goes after this guy and he's trying to hold him accountable for uh, for uh, bashing in the window. The cop turns or what we thought was a cop and turns out he is. He turns around and tries to menace this dude to get him to stop following him. And then he asks if he's a cop. Well, what happened was the internet started to investigate this guy. They found photos of a St. Paul police officer that the eyes matched up on this guy you can yep. see through the gas mask and then his ex-girlfriend came out and said yeah that's him i recognize his gait i know what he looks like that's the guy uh there's more coming up here in moments this is free talk live you 
It is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms. You might not get in right now, though, but keep trying. Yeah. Well, actually, we do have some folks on Discord. I just noticed because I accidentally had the thing minimized. But now they're there, and I can see you, so we'll get to you. And uh, the, Actually, the phone lines are completely occupied at the mm. moment, so if you're trying to call the toll-free line, you're going to likely get a busy signal. Uh, people have things to say. Imagine that when it comes to police departments being torched, uh, when it comes to uh, private businesses being torched. Riots. Uh, riots actually going on across the United States. And the weekend in the 2020 is really shaping up to be something, I'll tell you. Yeah, no doubt. The weekend isn't even half over yet at this point. With you tonight, by the way, it's Ian. The Reverend Captain Kickass. And Mark. And also want to say thanks to the folks over at Bitcoin.com for bringing you this program. Longtime sponsor here on Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com. Great place to go to learn about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash because now's the time. If you haven't yet taken the time to learn about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, get on over to Bitcoin.com, go through their introductory uh, sections of the website and get it down because it's time. This thing is a huge phenomenon and it's not going to get smaller over time it's going to become i my now i'm predicting here that you know cryptocurrency is going to continue rising in value well uh, let's make another prediction and that Mm -hmm. sounds a lot safer the government will continue to spend like a drunken sailor the unprecedented spending this year by the way the national debt will uh will balloon uh well above 40 trillion probably within the next Four years? Five years. Um, And that the United States dollar will purchase less Mm -hmm. in the future than it did. Guaranteed. Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies all, well, largely were created to uh, address this issue. And if you think that those are problems, you really should look at this one solution. Well, and the U.S. dollar's purchasing power is less now than it was in January. That's true as yeah. well. Let's go to your phone calls and thoughts. You can share your thoughts on whatever's on your mind. Let's go to Greg. He's in uh, Rockford, Michigan, listening to WTKG. Go ahead, Greg. Hey, how are you? Hey, what's on your mind? I I love your guys' show. It's, it's provocative. Thanks. I um, heard a report from our Grand Rapids Wood TV and Wood Radio. Mm-hmm. Both the mayor of Minneapolis and the and the governor of Minnesota said that a lot of these protesters that were uh, doing the destruction were not even from the city yep. or the state of Minnesota. And you guys touched on that. Finally, the agents of prov- provocateur, mm-hmm. I guess you could call them, um, and that's what actually kind of going out around the country now as the agents of provocateur. Um, they're not actual residents destroying their own property. It's people coming in that come in and say, hey, I'm the, hey, you know, let's say I burned down the target. But, you know, it's... It, yeah, and then, surprise, it turns out the guy who destroyed the auto zone uh, or began the destruction of the auto zone was apparently an undercover uh, police officer. Now, whether he was being paid 
to go and do that, or he just wanted to go and start some S uh, so he would have the excuse to crack some heads later is another question. Right. We don't know what the reason is, but I can tell you that uh, there's been instances where they arrest firemen for setting fires yeah, oh yeah. Well, because for, they want to put out fires. For this specific guy, the St. Paul Police Department, this from the Independent, mm-hmm. uh, the St. Paul Police Department acted to curb speculation and addressed the rumor in a series of tweets. Uh, telling them that the officer in question had an alibi and was on duty. They said, we are aware of the social media post that erroneously identifies one of our officers as the person, the umbrella man, as the person caught on video breaking windows in Minneapolis. The tweet reads, we've seen it, we've looked into it, and it's false. They're liars. The police are denying that it's the same dude. These are the same cops who lie about a ton of crap. Hey, thanks for the call, Greg. I appreciate hearing from you, who are, in point of fact, legally allowed to lie to you. And trained to lie to you. So why anybody believes these people, I will never understand it. We well, continue that's here. Not, what you say is not false. They are certainly allowed to lie to you, and they're trained to lie to you in certain circumstances. Um, and what you're what you've said as far as the girlfriend identifying this cop yep. it appears to be true. What um, you know, I don't know whether this is the case. The police are the ones who are supposed to investigate. This. Yeah, they're going to not and, investigate. And that that's very the hard. problem. In giving over a monopoly, yeah. right? I know. We want to go back to you, uh, more of your calls here. Jacob is in Farmington, New Mexico, says he is in law enforcement. Go ahead, Jacob. I am, yes, sir. Um, I've been in law enforcement for over a decade. Um, I've assisted in investigations where we've arrested, uh, fired, and charged um, not only other fellow cops, but really um, deten- detention officers and so I'm, let me preface this with I'm I'm totally for uh, safe protests, not burning things down. In fact, I think we're going to have one up here soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know, and I just want to have a civil conversation. But I just don't know if some of this rhetoric is is unhealthy. I mean, I can tell you um, from my point of view, with the department I work with, most, if not all, are we got into this job to help people, right? I mean, mm. there's going to be bad apples. I understand that. Um, but, I mean, lumping all cops together as bad guys and that we're going to lie and cheat and beat people, I just, I mean, is this healthy for... I hope that hasn't and happened I'm, here, but you would agree that police are allowed to lie in the course of an investigation, right? If it assists in our investigation, but we're not, I mean, we can't okay. alter uh, police reports. We can't... Nope certain things but if we're interrogating someone yeah we can, can we lie. can twist i just want to make that, that clear is is that once that's one of the issues that's, here, right that's like what if, they're trying to in do in the course of an investigation if but, i lie it's a problem in the course of an investigation if you lie it's not well and let me let me be clear too i'm not uh i'm i don't work for the fed so if you lie to me i could it's not a like, I'm not going to charge right. you for it. You That's not true. A, There's it's not, not a, a charge, charge like it is for the FBI, right. uh, where, by the way, the FBI right. doesn't take the time to even use a recording device mm-hmm. um, like they were doing, I don't know, in the 70s in every other policing organization. So, um, you know, the FBI is a completely different uh, animal as far as it goes here, and, and their accountability appears to be uh, significantly even less Jacob, than Jacob, I, I see where you're coming from, and I do appreciate that there are some law enforcement people who did get into uh, law enforcement for what they believe were the right reasons. Uh, it is frustrating to see people who are, I think are intending to be good 
take a job where they are instructed to hurt peaceful people on a regular basis, whether it be somebody who might possess a plant or a, a chemical that has not been approved by their government masters, or whether it be harassing yeah, hey. teenagers for drinking uh, you know, underage, as probably 90% of police did when they were underage. I agree. And I, I didn't look, I didn't, I didn't want to get into politics, but I am all for, I want big time less government. Okay. I'm, here. Yeah, I'm all for that. But, and I, I don't like a lot of the laws on the books in New Mexico. I think they're just, uh, I mean, why, why the hell do we need them? But I'm with you, my, man. That's my other, Go ahead. That's, that's my other question though, too, is look, this is, um, I like my job. It's a job that feeds my family, but, uh, I mean, what, at some point, and I don't like all the laws, like I said, but what, I mean, what's the better thing to do? And I, good question. No That's a good I, question, Jacob. And the, you know, we're not going to have a whole lot of time to get into all the details on the answer tonight. But the better thing to do would be to not have a monopoly on pro, uh, protective services and actually have an open marketplace where people could pay for the services that they're looking for and not be forced to pay for murder and things like that. We're coming up here. Thanks for the call, Jacob. I pre- do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now, with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then, install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. It's Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free here. Bring up anything you want. Our number, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. With protests and riots spreading across the United States. Uh, You want to weigh in on this? You're welcome to join us. The toll-free number, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. By the way, any pay is one of our wonderful sponsors here on Free Talk Live. And they're doing some really cool stuff when it comes to accepting cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash and Dash. At your point of sale, you can go to AnyPayInc.com to get started there. Or better yet, just go download the AnyPay Cash Register app and get started using AnyPay to accept cryptocurrency payments. Whether you're running a storefront with uh that hopefully has not been smashed and, and burned in uh but if you're running a storefront and you're serving your community it sure is a good uh year for small business this is a a good way to be able to get some payments from them in the new thing which is cryptocurrency uh you can go to anypayinc.com anypayinc.com or again just download the anypay cash register app it's available for ios it's available for android and all you got to do is a quick little setup you connect the app to your crypto wallet uh, and, and if you don't have a crypto wallet yet, there's some really good ones out there. I like Edge Wallet. I like Exodus Wallet. Those are my two favorites uh, at the moment. And uh, so you get that connected, and then you're ready to accept payments. I mean, it's literally a few moments of your time to get this set up. There's no asking for permission. You don't have to apply. You don't have to beg somebody you know, to let you into their system. Right. You just go and do it. AnyPay Cash Register. Go check it out. AnyPayInc.com. We go uh, back to more of your calls and thoughts here. First up, Tom is in Kansas listening to KINA in Salina. Go ahead, Tom. Yes, good evening. Welcome. I love the show. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, these uh, businesses that are getting hit by these protesters, uh, they're going to end up leaving the neighborhood and because they're not going to be able to get insurance. And then we're just going to hear mm-hmm. the, uh, it's probably a minority neighborhood complaining, you know, we have no jobs, no businesses. 
But one of the main things I want to bring in tonight is uh, in Wichita, Kansas, the sheriff's department there, the property room, uh, has been, all the good stuff has been taken out, $145,000 in cash, numerous firearms, and all of the drugs, you know, from cocaine. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Was it the police who raided their own uh, room, or are you saying protesters uh, got in there? They say that two of the officers in charge of the property room are suspects, but they haven't been charged. (laughs) That's good stuff. Uh, yeah. Surprise. Then, I oh. think that the uh, value of the narcotics is over a million dollars. Wow. So the parasites and, they and the mafia. Charged, charged them. And what's good about it is that uh, 50 of the cases, they've dismissed 30 of them already. Because they oh. say, well, the evidence is gone, so we can't go to court. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that does make me think, how many of the, uh, how much do you want to bet Precinct 3 in Minneapolis, right before the cops took off, they also took right. the uh, the evidence out of the evidence room, but didn't mention it, right? Like, oh, whoops, we left it there, except they stuffed their pockets full of all the drugs. The firearms yeah. that are in the police precinct. Oh, yeah. Well, and you hear stories yeah, all the time. All Great, point. Great point. Yeah, you hear stories all the yep. time about folks who got busted yep. with, you know, oh, yeah, I knew that dude. He got busted. He had 40 pounds of marijuana on mm-hmm. him. But then the report is like 20 25. Pounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you know the, the movie The French Connection? Uh-huh. Yeah, the two, that, uh, when that heroin was seized by the police, two police officers took it from the property room and they sold it back to the, uh, mm. you know, the dealers of the mob. And they, they were just fired. And that's that's a true story. That's it, I fired. Live there. A lot of times, by the way, when the police get... Because don't let the police fool you. Because most of the time they won't fire bad officers. They just kind of brush it under the rug. And yeah. uh, you know the police investigation, the internal investigation comes up and says, well, our officers were doing things by the book. We're going to give them a pr- promotion. That's usually what happens. Yeah. But on the rare occasion yeah. that you actually see an officer fired, and in the case of Minneapolis, they did fire him. Uh, but on the rare occasion you see an officer fired, nine times out of ten... That guy's name will pop up again in the news because some department across the state hires him. So most of the yeah. time when cops are or in fired some other state or, or, whatever. or wherever, they're not actually blackballed from policing. They're just fired from that one department, and then they're free to go and get a job at any other department anywhere else. It happens all the time. In fact, with the yeah. Parkland, you remember the Parkland shooting a few years ago in uh, in Florida where there was a, a mass shooting at a, a High school campus, yes. and the, there was it's a, a cop. Deal. There was a cop who got uh, fired because he didn't Peter. do anything. Remember him cowering outside of the the shooting, just waiting for whatever he was waiting for more cops to show up or whatever. Yep. He didn't do anything. Uh, they made a big show about firing that guy. He got rehired this year with full back pay. Oh my! Yeah. So I mean, that just happens they, a lot too. Yeah, just because they fire a cop doesn't mean he's actually gone from policing. Yeah, imagine this Derek Chauvin guy just thinking about how much back pay he's going to get whenever he's rehired <laughs> at another police department. Tom, thank you for your call and sharing your thoughts with us here. And you're right. I mean, it's destroying this private property. It's just so sad. They make these excuses. These communists uh, make their excuses about, oh, well, you know, the one life is more important than, than Target or these corporations, this and that. But what about I don't know. the jobs? I mean, think about it for a second. I mean, how much has Target brought to our world in so much as it makes our lives better i mean you know all the lives that came before us how much their lives sucked i mean think about your grandfather and grandmother and how difficult their lives were oh yeah um and their great grandfathers i mean exactly when did 
indoor plumbing come along. Target makes it a lot easier to live a much better life. Is, yeah. What is that worth? Look, I'm a critic of Target and some of these mega corporations, right? Like you know, the, one of the guys on the stream at Unicorn Riot pointed out that there's some allegations apparently that Target has hired slave labor in mm-hmm. China. Uh, in the case of the the Uyghurs, the Muslims who are being in, uh, enslaved in, in, in camps yeah. uh, in northwestern China. And so, I mean, those things are wrong. Target, of course, also was verbally, uh, visually supporting the uh, the idea of a national service program. But, I mean, I just want to say this because it seems super obvious, but who the heck named that company? <laughs> it's a horrible name, right? Like, your name is freaking Target. You're asking for right? it. Right? Like, I mean, couldn't you have named your company something slightly different than a red bullseye? <laughs> Let's go to Mike. He's in. Uh, he's on the road to Nashville. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Captain Kickass, and Mark. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Uh, I wanted to say, uh, well, uh, the future here, I'm making a, a prediction. So, uh, well, first off, Everybody agrees that that was wrong. That that guy, you know, uh, the, the, the police officer murdered him. Derek, know, Derek Shelvin, I believe, is his name. Derek yeah. Shelvin, the murderer. Yeah, one of them. Everybody, everybody on the globe is in a in agreement with that. You know, mm-hmm. but the future coming, which I, I can see a little bit here, is, is the Emmy, the medical examiner, is going to come out and say. All right. Well, he's you know he had some sort of pre-existing condition, sure. some sort of artery thing. They're, they're already did. they're uh, already saying that. They're yeah. already saying that. Okay, so that means that like the police officer contributed to his murder, which he'll probably get manslaughter, and it's, it's just going to start riots again after because you know the conviction isn't going to be enough. So it's an interesting question, and uh, it's pretty clear that probably that's the this case because I mean it's like this isn't the first guy that had a knee in his upper back or neck or wherever this knee went, and um, but he does appear to be one of the first to die from it. And um, yeah. but if you were anybody but a police officer did this particular activity. This would absolutely be called a murder, even if it was a contributing factor to the death as opposed to – because, I mean, you're just not supposed to be doing that. And I don't think it's in the manual either from what I can – from what cops are saying on the internet. No, he'll he'll, he'll probably get 15 to 20, but I mean – it's just, you know, you can't say that. I don't think he's going to do any time. 15 to 20 months maybe. I don't (laughs) think he's going to do any time. Yeah, no, 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 that's what I mean. It's like – you know, you can't say that he went, you know, he clocked in for a shift and said, he's, you know, I'm going to go out and arrest somebody. And kill right. Somebody I don't think it's first degree murder. Uh, Personally, that's my, my opinion uh, on it. I mean, I know a lot of people are heated up here, but it just doesn't look like first degree murder. To Mike, me. thank you for the call, man. I definitely appreciate hearing from you tonight. Feel free to call us any old time. We've got plenty more free talk live on the way. Phones are loaded up. The I will number. say there does appear to be some relationship previously between the perpetrator and the victim. They in this worked case. at the same place, it turned out. And that makes things a lot more suspicious. It wasn't clear whether they actually knew each other, though. It was a fairly large club. They both worked in security. The cop was like the outside security or something like that. Anyway, more coming up here. It's free talk live. Free Talk Live, enough time. If you want to join us here, we got uh, more than an hour of this live Saturday edition continuing. We'll do it live. And we are. F it. Just without the profanity. <laughs> uh, thanks, FCC. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And it's just so frustrating 
Uh, you know, it's 2020, and you still can't say the F word well, on the hey, radio. I wonder, it's not that I'm dying to say the F word on the radio, but I think that what it's, what's fairer to do is make it, let's make a comparison. Mm-hmm. I mean, who are we trying to protect? The children, the children, right? It's always the children. As <laughs> if, as if, ladies and gentlemen, look at yourself. Like, think about your birth date and try to imagine a 10-year-old, you know, with his transistor radio, bedtime being 9 o'clock. I mean, uh-huh. does any of this stuff make sense? I mean, no. do any of the words coming into my mouth sound like reality today? A 10-year-old with his transistor radio underneath his covers listening to Free Talk Live Plus, uh, and being shocked and a- a- was- appalled by us saying the F-bomb, whereas, how about this? That same 10-year-old goes over to his friend's house, grabs their iPad, goes on some porn website, right. and then and actually sees You're- this word uh, being yeah. performed. When- when I was 10 years old, I was listening to the Dr. Demento show on Sunday nights after bedtime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would, I would sneak my Emerson, my little cheap Emerson boombox into my bedroom and turn on the Dr. Demento show and listen to all the demented music. Love it. Love it. But it so, was just music. Because I wasn't allowed to. Right. Exactly. Well, uh, my mother heard that uh, Benny Hill uh, theme song, mm-hmm. and I had to uh, change the channel. We're going to the phones here. You can share your thoughts. But even like even now, you've got politicians now, like Trump, who say profanities regularly yeah. as you know part of the things that they do and it gets reported on. Uh, so, you know, can we play the live feed from Minneapolis? No, legally we probably, I mean, it would be an interesting argument because on one hand it's news and we should be able to report the news without having to censor it. And it's protected by free speech. Uh, you would think. But on the other hand, the FCC says you can't yeah. say the F word on the radio and people on that feed are saying the F word. You had mentioned that, you know, it's 2020 and, you know, that kind of thing and we've talked about 2020. Yeah. I wonder what 2020 is going to look like in hindsight. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent question. <laughs> uh, clearly, I would think. We go uh, back to your calls and thoughts. Derek J. Freeman is on our Discord lines. Go ahead, Der- uh, Derek. A life is good here in peaceful Portsmouth, New Hampshire. People are out having parties and the businesses are serving customers and nothing is on fire. It's a great place to be if you love freedom. Did you guys have a protest today in Portsmouth? I don't think so. Okay. (laughs) Can you go inside of a bar in Portsmouth and have a cocktail in air conditioning? You know, I don't know. I haven't tried. The answer is no. But Dr. Demento rocks. Uh, that last caller is incorrect that everyone agrees that that guy was in the wrong, the Which police guy? officer. Oh, okay. Um, it's easy in hindsight to say that because we know what happened. But in the moment, there's no way they could have known that the guy was going to die. And I think... But they could have known that they were crushing his throat uh, and they could have known that they were squeezing the life out of him because he let them know by saying he couldn't breathe. That's the first clue yeah. that you're killing all, a man. <laughs> all people under arrest say that. And you and I know. We, I've, I've been like, hey, you know, this, these are too tight. Get these off. I've, I've been under burning. arrest and I've never said I can't breathe because no cop was choking me. I've been okay. under arrest well, they, and I told them that the handcuffs were too tight and they actually loosened them up for me. Sure. Well, they get that all the time. And I think in some cases they're right to ignore it. So I just want to play John Adams. He defended the Redcoats in the involved in the Boston <laughs> massacre here. And I say Ian is wrong that what they were doing is murder because that involves knowing that you're killing someone. And I know I have a bias against cops, but I value justice and truth more than painting the world with my bias. So think about this. Ian, you say the cop with his knee on the guy's neck knew he was murdering the suspect and the other three cops standing by also knew that a murder they was assisted. taking place. 
Yeah. So why would they do that? Because they can get away with it. But they have body cameras on. It's broad daylight. Hasn't People stopped are them before. They, know they believe it's their, their life. They the do reason. this crap all the time, Derek J. And you know that. They Mark have no is problem wrong. recording it. Mark is wrong that they're just taking businesses at random. There was a store that had a big sign that said, this is a black-owned business. And it was completely passed by. What would it be like if someone put up a sign that said, this is a white-owned business and they pass that by and destroy the others. What would we say about that? I don't know. It, that doesn't sound likely. And boy, it's great people recognize Agents Provocateur because that happens. They are there and it's very bad. But it's important for people to record. And there's so many people recording with their video cameras. Mm-hmm. And thank God uh, that they're doing that because the more video, the more reality we know what actually yep. happened. And I think these people who are stealing... And looting should be identified and brought to justice because stealing is wrong. And looting has no place in a civilized society. Totally agree with that. They'll probably get them later with the cameras and stuff like that. I mean, at some point, but... I saw a zoom in of, 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 you know, one white kid amongst, uh, you know, a sea of looters uh, who were not white. And he was uh, getting away with a, a new set of Legos. Well, Ian said there'd be more liberty if the cops never came back, but I don't think he's right. I think that there's currently more liberty in a situation with police because the people don't have the philosophy of liberty already ingrained in them. They don't have personal responsibility. They see the cops are gone. They go right to looting. They do crime. And so I say there's more liberty for a person who's like a business owner. Well, they are. They're not going to do crime if there's business owners uh, guarding their stores with weapons. There's a great story happening. Actually, it is. Dailycaller.com had a story a few days ago about a group of self-described, quote, heavily armed rednecks guarded several shops against looters Wednesday night as riots erupted across Minneapolis uh, when Minnesota reformer reporter Max Nesterak asked two men with rifles standing outside a tobacco shop to identify themselves one man responded free americans while the men yeah expressed- well if you think minneapolis looks like a situation of more liberty i think you're crazy i didn't that's say not that. the kind of liberty that i would want well you said that there if the cops don't come back they'd have more liberty I don't, I don't see that as reality at all given what the people are acting like right now i say they have more liberty if they can trust that there's when people steal from their store, there's going to be consequences. Yeah, well, there should be consequences, but you can't count on the police to provide those consequences. You've got to do it yourself. Well, I guess this is proof that you can't count on the police to do it because the police, uh, you know, they left up and ran. Uh, but I mean, they create and they created the problem to start with. That's right. Uh, but at the same time, this has been a long time coming. You know what I would say is it's it's not like we have to have. Poor customer service in the form of a service organization. You do if it's a monopoly. You do if it's a monopoly. I I don't know about you guys, but I would rather have the freedom to seek justice to my own personal satisfaction than depend on the state to do it for me. We had that at one point, and it's the reason that we have the judicial system we have today. Well, hold on. You can just going to be murders. Hold hold on. That's not true. Uh, No, it's not. If you look at Detroit, so there's a recent example of what I'm talking about, Derek J., and I would think that you'd be aware of this. Maybe you've forgotten about the threat. I think it's called the Threat Defense Center. Distributed? I I thought it was Threat threat Defense Distributed. Yeah, that might be it. Uh, But Defense Distributed makes uh, the uh, the ghost gunner there in Texas. That's different. Uh, Dale Brown. Yeah. In Detroit, the police 
literally did just kind of leave uh, a few sections of the city of Detroit. Now, this is, I've not lived there. This is what I've read. Okay, uh, I've seen interviews with Dale Brown from the Threat Management Center. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you had a situation where the police department in a certain area of Detroit basically said, well, we're just going to be open business hours Monday through Friday or, you know, maybe weekends, but you can't come here at night anymore. You can't. Re- and, and if you tried to, like, report something that was going on, they wouldn't show up at all. It wouldn't yeah. be like you'd wait an hour or two. They just wouldn't come. And so well, that guy's a hero. Yeah. Well, I would tell our listeners what he did. This guy created a private defense company. That offers different levels of service to people. You want somebody 24-7 on your property? He's got that. Yep. You want somebody driving through every hour, every three hours or whatever? You want to team up with other neighborhoods to do a large contract between the different neighborhoods for these private defense people? Yep. He's got that. You want to go there and do a self-defense course where they teach you how to defend yourself and learn how, what the best locks are to put on your house? He's got that. So like, there's different levels of service that you can buy from this guy. He is providing business owners and neighbors and yeah. individuals with protection services in the absence of the state. And that's what would rise up. Yeah, you would see some chaos for a little while after the police leave a given area. Like you did in Detroit. People aren't going to put up with that crap for long. Yeah. They want to have a normal life that doesn't involve being afraid when they leave their houses. And the marketplace will respond if it were free to do so. But right now it's not because if you try to compete with the police, they'll consider you a competing gang and they'll arrest you. Well, gee, I hope you're right, but a collapsed state is not the same thing as a libertarian paradise. Sure, is. And no I doubt. Think it's more and freedom, but less liberty in the short term. And in more the short freedom, term, you're right. Liberty. These people don't if you understand. survive the short term, Ian. These people don't. Well, you could die tonight. Uh, these people don't. Uh, Probably do not these from protests. a riot in Keene, New Hampshire. And most people aren't dying from the riots. Uh, they're anyway. The, these people uh, are not libertarians. Okay, so obviously, whatever it is that comes after this, if they manage to take down the system like some of them want to do, they don't know what they want to replace it with. To get them to have the libertarian philosophy, they must first be incentivized to be responsible. Oh, Good they call. know what they want. They want a cart full of TVs because Derek that's J, what they got. Thank you for the call, man. I definitely appreciate it. We got hour number three. That's not fair, Mark. Not all of them are there to loot. In fact, I would say it's probably a minority of what are thousands of individuals who are out in the streets in Minneapolis. There's more coming up. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash local.bitcoin.com Free Talk Live It's Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. The toll-free number 855-450-FREE like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms at discord.lrn.fm. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian, the captain, and Mark. We've been discussing throughout the show tonight various different aspects of this, uh, the the recent riots, protests that have erupted across the United States, starting in Minneapolis with the latest murder by the police. Uh, This one set people off, and rightfully so. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people who have used this as an excuse to simply uh, steal things, loot, destroy, and punish innocent business owners that have absolutely nothing to do with. We're not supporters of the police. I wonder where they like learned that. to do that from. 
Um, Where did they learn to take advantage of these types of situations for their own personal gain? What are you suggesting? Government. In the idea that never let a crisis go to waste kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I mean, it, ha- it certainly happened with COVID. Government attempted to expand power, and we can see that. They uh, did. They in, didn't well, attempt. In, in their expansion of the power, that is yeah. not their intent to protect you, small right. business, or anything else. Right. Yeah. The police are not there to protect you. They they cut and ran yeah. uh, out of the third police precinct in Minneapolis, and the protesters, I'd say, rightfully set fire oh, uh, to the facility. We should have asked that LEO that called in whether he thought that police were protecting and serving the general public uh, or the <laughs> ruling class let's go uh, to more of your phone calls and well, thoughts he did by say the way why they got into t- policing was to protect the general public but he said some of the people got into it he yeah. acknowledges not not all police right. are interested in that um some of them are just interested in empowering and destroying lives themselves and destroying lives and uh, getting rich off of you know stealing stuff from people uh so there are curfews, by the way, popping up in cities across the United States. Minneapolis went first last night with an 8 p.m. Central Time curfew. 8 p.m.? That's Isn't that... You said 9 p.m. was the bedtime for 10-year-olds, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, geez, man. Talk about the nanny state. Uh, exactly. And now we're seeing other cities as well. Denver has announced a curfew. Los Angeles has announced a curfew. Philadelphia has announced a curfew. And there's probably several, God. There's several others as well uh, where they're trying to head off what they believe will be continuing, uh, increasing in, in intensity riots. So we're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts here. You want to weigh in? Because are you a free person if mommy government can tell you you can't even walk outside your home? Yeah, what are we, 10? Of course, that's not really that different than what's been going on over the last two or three months here now with uh, so-called lockdowns across the United States. Uh, Let's go, though, to Tony. He's in South Georgia listening to WMTM. Go ahead, Tony. Hi there, guys. Uh, totally agree with your assessment of the situation in Minneapolis. Uh, the uh, officer with his knee on the guy's neck, full weight, because you can see his other leg moving around. Mm. Yep. And the four officers standing there, and one of them didn't say, hey, let the guy up. And also, I totally agree with the violence. It is senseless. The uh, looting and the small businesses who are incurring the wrath of these mobs. But there is a story that the national news has not picked up. It came out of Chicago on one of the L trains where uh, a guy got into a tussle with two officers. One pulled out his weapon and shot the guy. The guy was unarmed. It killed him. LeBron James is not around. Al Sharpton is not around. Black Lives Matter is not around because the two officers involved were black and the assailant white. Yeah, and I think that um, that is one of the difficulties of all of this. I really wish we lived in a colorblind Mm -hmm. uh, world where we could see that you know, because here in the here in the radio, what uh, on, on Free Talk Live, what our claim is is that it isn't black versus white; it, it is the state versus us. Yep. And right. that's what it basically comes down to: is, is that these people, whether these people are black or white, in these uniforms, have qualified immunity and don't have to be responsible for their actions. I'm not saying some of them aren't. Don't act as though they are responsible people. And in fact, probably many of them do. But when you put incentives in place that give people 
the ability to act irresponsibly. That's what you, you're going to, you know, when you don't cause people to be responsible, they're going to act irresponsibly. Just take a look at the politicians and and you'll see, you know, to a smaller extent what the police are going to be like. There were some mixed messages that um, I observed today at the very large protest that happened in Manchester that went yeah. on for a couple hours uh, here in New Hampshire, where on one hand there were definitely, you know, the Black Lives Matter chants that were going on. Um, but on the other hand, there were also some people on the megaphone and there was some signage about how we're all part of the human race. That there's only one race and that's the human race. And I say that all the time. That's a message that I can get behind. Yes. Um, it, you know, I understand. I'm not trying to minimize the idea that, yes, minorities are definitely more targeted by the police. There's no doubt about that. The statistics bear it out. It's, it's pretty clear. But that doesn't mean that there aren't you know, white people who are also having the life choked out of them or them being shot to death. And I'm, I'm thinking of Duncan Lemp, of course, as the most recent example uh, of that. When I was listening to the names of people being read off at these, you know, at the protests, you know, reading off names of victims of police violence yeah. from across the United States, I didn't hear the name Duncan Lemp. But then again, these would have to be exhaustive lists. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, I don't know if all the people on the list were just were just black victims of the police or not. But I totally agree with uh, with you guys on this. You know, it's the police versus everybody else. It's totally an us versus them thing. And even they look at it that way. They've got their precious thin blue line. It's their gang symbol where they protect each other. And black officers protect white officers and white officers protect black officers for the most part. Uh, And they are going against all of the rest of us. I can't remember looking into it from the position of evidence, but do you suppose the state is the most racist acting organization as in they're against so. the human race well i mean, oh, I mean you know he just far, dropped off thanks for the call as far as you know not being colorblind do you suppose that there are more racist uh, acts uh, against people uh, you know th- by state actors? By state actors than there are by individuals. Interesting question. As well, I, understand I can it, tell the- you that they would be more harmful, right? So sure. if, if, let's say that you've got a, um, uh, you know, the, your classic racist, right? So white guy dislikes black people. That's the one you want. everybody wants you to think about. Right. In one case, it's a white guy, um, you know, telling a black guy, you can't eat at my restaurant. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's a that there's a, you know, the, the lunch counter thing, it's a big deal. In the other case, you have a black a white police officer um, you know, putting his knee on a black guy's neck until he he dies or right. you know, brutalizing him and no one cares or whatever the situation is. I'd rather be personally told no soup for you than to be beaten up. Yeah. Right. No doubt. So um, when the state acts in a racist fashion, it is worse than when... More um, likely to be deadly. Right. I, mean, I would want to know if a restaurant owner was a racist, because right. then I could be like, well, you know, I like your soup, but I'm not going to your restaurant because you won't let my friend who's black come. Right. I mean, we know, like, statistically that there are less white people in prison than, fewer. you know, fewer than, you know, other colors. Yep. Uh, we know that uh, the arrest rate is higher for blacks than it is, well, any other color, really. So we can point to some of that as evidence. So I'm just wondering if the state as a whole is, like, the most racist organization. 
On Good question. I mean, it is certainly a place wherein a racist can garner power for themselves, right? Because so. if if an organ, if an organization type that's that massive and pervasive throughout the globe is in fact the most racist organization, then there's a possible perspective that many more people who maybe don't find themselves to be of the freedom mind can get behind. I want to get Richard on the line. He's in Lynchburg, Virginia, listening to WLNI. Go ahead, Richard. How you doing? Yeah, I think this rioting and looting is stupid. Honest to goodness, if the wrong uh, people gonna have to make a fool, what do you think that dog's gonna do? I, I can mean, barely understand. I don't know if it's because you're swallowing the slower. phone. Uh, maybe back off your phone a little bit too. Say again, please. Okay, I said uh, it's ridiculous the way these grown people are acting. Looting and rioting and stuff is not the answer. Yes, have a peaceful protest, but you don't want to hurt your own community. If the grown people act like a fool, what do you think the kids gonna do? That's a great point, Richard. Thank you for the call tonight. Uh, people acting like fools. Uh, it is not effective to destroy your friends and neighbors' businesses uh, or strangers' businesses because again, a lot of people coming into these cities from the outside they don't live there. Uh, there's more coming up here. Thank you, Richard. This. Free Talk Live, dial in, toll free, take control of the airwaves here, bring up whatever you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. And in the studio tonight, it's Ian. The captain. Ed Mark. So, we continue to uh, dissect and discuss the ongoing protests and riots, now curfews being announced in multiple cities across the United States. Uh, last night, the situation in Minneapolis did see a major police crackdown, so, you know, they came back with uh, with a vengeance, uh, came in with National Guard troops as well, occupying the streets and dispersing protesters. Now, I've heard that National Guard has been deployed in multiple cities. I, I suspect you're right about that. I yeah. didn't, I don't have an article to prove yeah, that. Yeah, I haven't been, so, you know, it's too much to follow, right? Like, yeah. there's, so, there's so much going on right now. I mean, I was out at a protest today, so I haven't even really done more, much more than look at the headlines yeah. that that uh, you know right before we started the show. But I have been following a lot of this over the last few days, including watching some of the live feeds. Uh, so if you want to comment, you're welcome to join us. The number here is eight fifty five four fifty free like freedom. But last night we went out and we did our tenth week of the Keen Nightcap week captain, ten, where uh, we I don't know what do I I didn't even I didn't even count last night. What did we get up to last night? Like seven or eight oh, people, something like that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we, some of the weeks we've had more than 10 people, others not. Uh, but we've been going out and, and just openly violating the governor's stay-at-home orders. Every, Amongst other things. Yeah, every single week here in Keene, New Hampshire. Long before these protests were going on, we were doing it here in Keene. <laughs> uh, peacefully, of course, and just minding our own business. Yeah. But uh, anyway, before we went to this event, we were actually on the air doing an after show on our DLive and our Twitch channels, mm-hmm. which you can follow those channels over at DLive.LRN.FM or Twitch.LRN.FM. There are live streaming video channels. During our radio shows like this one, we are live on those platforms. But every now and then we'll do what we call an after show or it's, it's, we call it freer talk live because you can say the F word on, on Twitch. Um, so we were doing that last night before we went to the nightcap, me and, and nobody were in here doing mm-hmm. it. 
And and so the idea was, well, let's come back because we were watching some of the footage from Minneapolis at that time and just sort of commenting, sort of doing a play by play of what we were seeing on the, the Minneapolis footage. And so we thought, well, well, you know, it was only 11 o'clock or 1130 when we stopped and yeah. we figured, well, things are going to get more interesting throughout the night. So let's come back after we're at nightcap for a couple hours and do another show. By the time we came back, uh, it was over. The footage was still going. There was like still, you know, the Unicorn Riot girl was still walking around, but she was like all alone. Uh, there was nobody else around her. The police were yeah. obviously somewhere. But so all of the rioters started yawning. Like, they dispersed. Go, go to bed. I think they got. I think they got dispersed by the arrival of uh, police and National Guard troops. The government guard. Were, yeah, that were on the scene there. And in fact, I've got a whole story about the National Guard being called in into those various cities uh, across the United States. We can talk about that. And of course, your calls and thoughts are welcome as well. Let's go to the phones and to Laszlo. He's calling from the United States. You're on Free Talk Live. Who? Hey, you're on the air. Me, Laszlo? How do you. What's your name? Laszlo. Laszlo, yes, sir. Okay, hi. You're on Hi. the air. Go ahead. Hi, guys. Uh, Mark will remember me from uh, suggesting my uh, uh, we can uh, five points of positiveness by digging a canal. Ah, yes. <laughs> you were the one who wanted miles. the giant canal separating the United States and Mexico, right? There you go. God, that, there that, you go. That was a lot of fun. Oh, good memory. Wow, when the hell was yeah. this? <laughs> it's been a while. 20 miles wide, 200 feet deep. 4,000 miles of Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, that would be. Or, uh, that, uh, and, and I believe that the. I can't remember what the, the, the comparison to Mount Everest was, but the dirt was well Whoops, dwarfed. My cat sat on my mouth. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, that's never good. <laughs> what were you calling about tonight, though, Laszlo? Uh, uh, why is anybody surprised about uh, about propaganda? What do you mean? The Smith Month Act. Smith Munt, M U N D T. Okay. Right? What's that? Of 2013, I believe, was repealed. What is it? It's a uh, propaganda act. Like, you can't propagandize the American people. Who said that? The government? Every day. Wait, was this an act that stopped, that supposedly told the government they couldn't propagandize? Right. Correct. Oh, so they repealed that. So now it's totally fine for them to propagandize. Yes, exactly. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So that's the way it's always been. Nothing's really changed. And, you know, it's not like the government's going to uh, prosecute themselves. So even if the even if it was illegal for the government to, you know, do propaganda, it's not like they're going to go after themselves for it. So it wouldn't. Correct. Correct. But uh, I have a bigger question for all of you guys. Okay. Yeah. Um, Which came first? Public sector or private sector? Well, it seemed like yeah, private can, sector. Can, yeah, I would say. Yeah, that. you can uh, you can uh, uh, dole out the uh, the sound effect of the drinking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, your little, little the glass bottle in the yeah. All I've right. Well, hey, it's nice that you've admitted it. So, I mean, that's okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, the but, idea of government is something that you know we weren't born with, right? The idea of the state is something that somebody I didn't can say government. I didn't well, that's what the public sector is, Laszlo, and thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Public is a code word for government. It is. It's a code so word. So is national. 
Right. To make you think that it's something bigger or better or, you know, larger than what it is. And what it is is just a criminal enterprise of, of human beings who are using this sort of window dressing of, oh, well, look, we have elections. We have courts. We have, you know, all this, like I say, window Same dressing. old crap keeps happening, but we have, but you have the ability to do something about it. You can vote. Uh, which, and you don't. I mean, yeah. the, the evidence is, I, I'd say that Donald Trump was something different than what we uh, w- you're sort of generally expecting. Okay, I mean, it's different, but, you know, you in and of yourself, you aren't the government. They tell you you're the government, but if you were the government, you'd be able to change something. You can't change anything. Try to change something. That's how you'll know whether or not you actually are in control. So, as we're saying, the curfews are coming down in various cities across the United States. The story here coming from the Associated Press just a couple hours ago, protesters set police cars ablaze in Minneapolis, smashed businesses' windows, and skirmished with baton-wielding officers in the streets from Atlanta to Los Angeles. As anger over George Floyd's death spread across the country, so-called authorities were bracing for more violence Saturday. That's today with some calling the National Guard to beef up overwhelmed forces. In Minneapolis, the city where Floyd died Monday after a white police officer pressed a knee into his neck and kept it there for more than eight minutes, Minnesota Governor Tim Walz fully mobilized the state's National Guard and promised a massive show of force to help quell unrest that has grown increasingly destructive. Walz said, quote, The situation in Minneapolis is no longer in any way about the murder of George Floyd. It's about attacking civil society, instilling fear, and disrupting our great cities. Which, of course, all the government does, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say, so they're describing government actions? Yeah, they attack civil people. They attack and instill fear. That's how they rule, is through instilling fear, which yeah. is what the COVID crackdown has all been about, is, fear, is making people fearful so they'll do what they're told. Uh, on Saturday, again, that's today, after a tumultuous night, racially diverse crowds took to the streets again for peaceful protests in dozens of cities. Friday's protests, too, had started calmly from New York to Oakland, California, and from Atlanta to Portland, Oregon, before many descended into violence. The toll-free number here is 855-450 for you want to weigh in on the unrest going on across the United States and share your thoughts with us. You can do that. Uh, it's Ian, Captain Kickass, and Mark here on the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live, 855-450, free like free. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Free Talk Live, you dial in toll-free. Numbers 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. You can hop into one of those and join us here on the radio waves. Now, we've been talking about the ongoing protests uh, that uh, are continuing across the United States. Many other cities joining in today. Uh, Luckily, in our very own Manchester, New Hampshire, things were pretty peaceful. 
there uh, there weren't any at least that i was aware of arrests that went down i did hear a couple people talking about some arrests that had happened but it might have been later on there was one guy who apparently drove by and threatened some people he did get apparently arrested yeah i thought i saw one guy got arrested for something yeah but uh, if there had been an arrest during the actual protest it would have caused a huge stir and that didn't happen yeah. so i'm pretty sure the, the police uh they sort of stood by and watched this was one of the other differences between uh today's protest the, the black lives matter protest and the the reopen new hampshire protest that mm-hmm. happened that we we went to uh, so i've been to both yep. and the police were at the black lives matter protests but they were nowhere to be found when it came reopen. to the reopen New Hampshire protest, which was was very interesting. Uh, in fact, uh, one of the guys we were with said he saw the police chief himself sitting and uh, in a cruiser and, and sort of observing from a distance. So there were a lot of cops involved. They had like shut down oh. some of the some of the side streets. They'd closed them off as the protesters were marching uh, to keep other cars from from going through. You know, so. it's a classy event if the supervisor shows up. Yeah, the chief himself there. Uh, so in cities across the United States, protests continued. Also, curfews are now in place. And one of the things, and I, one of the things I mentioned off the air, and we're going to go right back to your phone calls. Uh, but curfews are actually a factor that will make these worse. I and, think so. And I think the, this is an interesting point. Yeah, I and, didn't think of it. Yeah, and I didn't think of it either. So I forget who told me this earlier today, but it's a great point. Uh, the idea being that hey, if you tell everybody. If you come out after 8 p.m., which is what most of these curfews are now, yep. uh, if you come out after 8 p.m., you are subject to arrest. Now there are certain exemptions. So if you're, you know, if you have to go to work or something like that, or uh, if you're in the media, there's an exemption. So it depends on how it's written or whatever. But for the most part, if you don't have a legitimate excuse by view of the government, then you can't be out, and they could possibly arrest you for it. Well, if people are upset and protests are in the midst of happening, as we're seeing happen, and people are going to want to keep coming out despite the fact that there's a curfew, well, guess what? Just uh, you're going to get the hardcore people who aren't afraid to be arrested, which means you're more likely to get the tough crowd of the people who are willing to you know, destroy a business, commit looting, commit right. violence. They're more likely to continue to come out, whereas average folks who, you know, maybe they, they have work to go to the next day or, or the next week, they can't risk getting arrested just simply for leaving their homes. Right. They're worried about their families. You know, they've got all these other considerations. They're going to be like, well, I guess we're staying in. There's a curfew. We don't want to go up against the police just for walking out of our home, whereas the other people who just don't give an F, they're I mean, going to go out I, and they're going to break stuff. I guess in a way, from the perspective of the state... That is an, a potentially effective tactic at dividing the number of protesters. It could be. Uh, but what it definitely does do is it makes it so those who are out are more likely to be troublemakers. Yeah. And so, therefore, they don't have that sort of uh, influence of being around other people who are against destruction. Right. Of the people who are saying, well, well, hey, man, don't do that. Hey, that's not cool right. because there is a factor where if you've got enough, if you've got a hundred people or a thousand people, and half of them are against violence and you know they're against destruction of property, they will be an attenuating factor against the people who are in favor of the destruction of property. And if all those people stay home, or if ninety percent of them stay home, yeah. then you're just going to have the baddies out there. Let's go uh, to and then the cops who are of course worse. Uh, we go to more of your calls and thoughts. Let's talk to Debbie. She's in South Carolina. Debbie, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey. First time listener, first time caller. Welcome. Thank you. I bet you're shocked. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my wild call, but I do want to 
send my um, prayers and condolences to the family of that gentleman that was killed. That's just horrific. I, I, I can't understand how those three other cops could stand there and witness and allow that one cop to, to do that to that man. Oh, they get paid for uh, it. I'm just appalled. So it's sick. It's inhumane. It's it's hard to believe that any human being could stand there uh, and do nothing. Now, I understand why the people watching don't want to get involved as much as they may have wanted to to step in, because you know that cop and the, the other three cops are going to shoot you. If you, try to co- if you tried to come up there and pull that cop off of that man, you'd end up dead, and they would be justified legally in shooting you for that so i understand why people stand by and just record video it's the safest most effective thing you can do without getting physically involved but man i i do wish that someday we can see a crowd of people go in and take a cop off of killing some stop a cop from killing somebody i don't think they should kill the cop this is what i was telling one of the protesters today i'm like look I think that what needs to happen in these situations is the the people around need to come in there, pull that cop off of the, the that guy, and then handcuff the cop and leave him there. Yeah, you don't have to kill the can cop. Can I ask you a question? Just stop it. Go ahead. Can please. I ask? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, I heard earlier, um, either Friday or Thursday, on the Rush Limbaugh show that the actually the cop that actually killed him had like eighteen infractions, and one of the other three had five infractions. My point with that. If you have a cop that has 18 complaints, now obviously we don't know how severe those complaints are, but 18 complaints, don't you think something should have been done? He should have been suspended or possibly based on what type of complaints they were removed from the force to force something like this before it escalated it. Something well, that's like what a first. company that would be interested in your business would be interested in doing right yes, like they were it, interested in customer service right. yeah. and if the customers were indeed the general public it, the short you, answer is yes and the um, the fact is is that this happens all the time this isn't isolated to minneapolis mm-hmm. in fact minneapolis is probably one of the better cities about these sorts of things and one would ask the question then is why does this keep happening? Why are police officers uh, that that have complaints against them over and over and over again allowed to stay on the force, allowed to stay on the beat? Because they protect they're not moved each other. They're not moved to different jobs. And even um, more importantly, you know, um, they they get these uh, these complaints against them, and then something happens. Why does the police force expose themselves to this? I don't have a good answer. Because they're not to that. liable. Because there's almost never well, any there's, punishment. There's never any the, liability for these officers directly or for their, any of their superiors. The job type specifically incentivizes the behavior of psychopaths. Yes. Yes, it does. And then you end up getting psychopaths. And Debbie, great call. Good question. And Thank so you for those 18 it. infractions are actually a sparkling resume for <laughs> a police chief looking to hire the next star cop. Right. Because if it is an organization full of psychopaths, then it's inevitable that the psychopaths will become the chiefs. Uh, and so, therefore, you've got a bunch of insane, you know, lunatics. I'm not saying all police are like this, because again, there are some. some no, but some the good job ones out incentivizes there. that yeah. type of behavior. It absolutely does, and because you're forced to pay for them, then they have no accountability whatsoever. Yeah. You can't. There's not. It's not real accountability. These half-ass measures that these people put into play. Well, we're concerned here yeah. in Atlanta. We're going to form the Atlanta Police Review Board. Now we're going to put important people on the Atlanta Police Rebu- Review Board, and they're going to have the power to review what the police do, and they're going to have the power yeah. to make suggestions as to what could. Ha- and they make it sound like they're doing all this stuff, well, and, but nothing actually changes. And they always mention the word reform, right? 
Well, so it wasn't formed correctly the first 17 times right. before so the now past it. 17 reforms that remake happened? Remake it again. Remake it again. Remake and, it. They haven't changed anything significant. And they unlike haven't. any other type of organization, you have no choice in provider. That's the most if important If you don't factor. like the provider, the service that right. you're getting, oh well. Right. If there's a Walmart and that you go into the Walmart and the guy running the electronics department smacks you in the face every time you come into the store... You'd probably be like, I'm not shopping here anymore. You might, you might go and tell the manager, hey, I just got punched by the guy in the electronics department. Yeah. And if the manager didn't go and do something about that, you would rightfully tell all your friends about the experience and you'd say, I'm never going to shop at that and, store And again. it's not like press agencies like our own um, have, got, have not attempted to file police complaints in the yeah. past. Right. In many cases, what you'll find is, is people get beat up who try to file complaints. Yeah. Well, they arrested the CNN reporter just <laughs> the other night on the air. <laughs> yep. uh, we got more coming up here in moments. 855 450 free, like freedom. You got to be able to choose if you want to have accountability. It's Free Talk Live. If you're on the lines now, we're going to do our best to get you in here. If you're not, well, you can always call tomorrow because we're doing this show live all seven nights per week, seven to 10 at night Eastern Time. If you miss a moment, you can always go download it any old time you want to over at freetalklive.com. Hey, the next generation wallet is coming from Divi. And in just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe and only only in a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and fiat currencies like the dollar in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. And when the new Divi wallet launches because of their relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org, D-I-V-I, DiviProject.org, right back into your phone calls and thoughts. A lot of people, understandably, with comments on the uh, the riots that are spreading across the United States as government gangsters crack down on pe- people, many of whom are peaceful. The supermajority, of course, of uh, protesters are peaceful. There are some uh, agents provocateur. There are some troublemakers. There are some uh, some bad people out there that are making things worse for everybody by destroying private property, and that, I think, is is tragic. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to shed any tears if I see a police station on fire. Let's go to uh, your calls and thoughts here. We got Ken in Greencastle, Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Ken. Hello, sir. How Thank are you. you? Good. You're on the air. Good. Hey, yeah, I just want to – you guys kind of cracked open a whole can of, like, tons of worms on this sub. We're this good stuff. at that. Worms. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, well, I've been a cop for a little over 20 years, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I can tell you ever since the Garner incident, every year it updates, they go over um, not to do exactly what those guys did. They warn you of the consequences, uh, how Garner, dangerous just, it is. Just to interrupt Eric here, Garner. Eric Garner, the guy who was choked to death previously, this one in New York City, for selling ah. loose cigarettes. <laughs> yes. They go over that, and you know, positional asphyxia, you know, you can't have somebody on their stomach, mm-hmm. and you sure as hell can't kneel on their neck for, you know, what was it, six or eight minutes? Yeah. Now, um, Mark had mentioned earlier that uh, he felt he felt that kneeling on someone's back was an appropriate tactic. Is that no, something I they teach? No, I said the cops did. Is oh, that okay. something they teach? It, it, you, well, no, usually they, they don't want you to kneel on the back, usually um, in order just to, just long enough to get the cuff on. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of guys will kneel on an arm, okay. on, a, on the bicep or the, or the, you know, something like that. 
Um, and a lot of times that, or a lot of times it does end up being on the back, but, but it's, it's brief. It's not yeah. certainly not enough to cause damage. You can't keep it you know, like those guys did. You can't keep it there. You're going to kill it. He knew what he was doing was going to kill the guy. All, right. all, all, all of them should be, they should have been arrested on the spot. Every dog got one of them. Well, what what it, would you it, have done it, if wow. you were one yeah. of the... If, I'm sorry, I just want to say thank you for saying that. I appreciate yeah. you saying that as a person in your position. Yeah, I'm glad you said it too, because Mark wouldn't believe it earlier when I told him. But uh, look, what would you have done if you were in this situation and you saw a couple of the your co-workers treating somebody like these Minneapolis police? What would you have done? I would have pulled them off. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what... Those guys actually told that guy to stop what he was doing. I guess he's like, no, I'm good. And they did nothing. They knew the guy was good. They knew the danger of what he was doing Mm. and they didn't care. Ken, was there anything else you wanted to share here tonight? Well, I, I, yes. The biggest problem I see with police in, in general, as far as use of force, we go to the Academy before you start. And then you go and you learn, you know, hand to hand and, and on bars and everything else in the Academy. But then that's it. You don't ever have any more training. So the problem with police and use of force and using tasers and guns and batons, most cops don't know how to do hand-to-hand combat. It's not like military where they practice repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Do they, uh, do they so, teach so that, peaceful... That you go from zero to 60, you know... Uh, I'm sorry, I just had a, had a question. Do they teach peaceful de-escalation? <laughs> We do that. I mean, a lot of those, a lot of that stuff is a lot of that stuff to go over briefly in updates. But any more updates are usually online, and it's most guys don't even pay attention. There are classes you can elect to go to. Stuff like you know they call verbal judo, stuff like that, de-escalation techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, but most guys don't go. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of that stuff you most people learn on the job. Um, you know how to de-escalate situation, but some guys are horrible at it. But in general, a lot of guys, would, there would be a lot less uh, injuries and use of force if they would if they would institute a mandatory um, training as far as with you know hand to hand combat, mm. you know you know not combat hurting people, but just knowing how to do less than lethal stuff with your right hands. to stop an attack to take down somebody as quickly and as painlessly well, as uh, right. As I mean. Cops are human. You know, fear comes into it. When you've got somebody coming at you, you you internally and quickly have to take note of, you know, your mental inventory. I mean, your your physical inventory as far as what you know how to do. And most cops, it's yell at them or grab the taser or grab the mace or grab the gun or mm-hmm. the baton. They don't know how to wrestle. They right. don't know how to, you know. I mean, jujitsu classes. Jujitsu classes really should be part of training. I mean, the you know the arm bars are taught and all that stuff, but I mean, an arm bar is only useful when you get somebody into a position to put them in an arm bar. Ken, really interesting call. I want to thank you for sharing it. We'll make sure we get some other folks on here. Really, I think probably one of the best calls of the night. Uh, Thank you for sharing your perspective on that from inside the police. It's nice to know there's some level-headed people still in that uh, that world. So I appreciate your call. Let's continue here with Joe. He's in Daytona Beach, uh, and Joe, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How's it going? Welcome, sir. Hey, I'm going to try to kind of ask a completely random question here, then I'm going to go back to something that we've been talking about. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how, how close you guys follow the Libertarian Party, but they just had uh, their um, uh, their you know nomination for president and vice president. They did, yeah. So they nominated, yeah. 
So they, they had vice. Uh, okay. Yeah, they do the same week. Joe they do the same week. Yeah, I didn't see the vice. Uh, there's a uh, the guy's name is Spike, I believe. I forget his last yeah. name. And, yeah, Spike uh, and Cohen. Spike Cohen. And then the yeah. presidential nominee is the former vice presidential nominee from 1996. So she must have been in her 30s at that time. Um, but uh, Joe Jorgensen, who is expected to be, by the way, a guest on Free Talk Live coming up on Tuesday night. Oh, awesome! I'll, I'll definitely listen to that one. Uh, and, and one other question: uh, the Did you all talk about? I called it like about an hour and a half ago, so I didn't hear the whole thing. But did you all talk about the Donald Trump tweet about what happened at the White House the night before? No, what happened at the White House? Yeah, so apparently there were some people at the gates of the White House, and he tweeted about it. So you can mm-hmm. check out his, uh, his Twitter, and he was saying how uh, the, the agents there defended the White House, and they were about to send out some vicious dogs to hmm. to, the, to the people over there. I'll, I'll try to read them verbatim here if I could bring it up. Uh, He's on. always got some kind of entertaining... This is uh, the House of the I, People. Tweet going on. <laughs> yeah, and he was acting like a dictator, you know, like it's, it's the king over there. Sure. King Trump. Well, that was actually one of my messages today when I was at the Manchester Black Lives Matter protest where I was handing out flyers from the Foundation for New Hampshire Independence. My thought was, you know, I I will give these flyers to anybody, right? So uh, if there's a large group of people somewhere, I want to bring these flyers out there, especially now with all the unrest going on. And I handed out uh, dozens and dozens, like two, two pretty large stacks of, of flyers to folks at this this particular event. And one of the ways I was kind of explaining it to people when they would stop and ask, because not everybody asks, they just take the flyer and they go. But sometimes they'll ask, "Hey, what's this about?" And I would say, "Well, because a lot of the, the one of the chants that you heard at this event was F Trump, right?" Except they said the full word. They'd say F Trump. I said, "Well, you want to F Trump? One of the best ways you can do that is to say goodbye." Just leave the uh, end the United States. Let's end this experiment. And a lot of them, you know, they were like they were nodding their head. They thought this was a good idea. So I got a lot of good response from uh, from the lefties, just like I got a lot of good response from the righties uh, when I handed the flyers out to them. So people mm-hmm. like the idea of ending this. Uh, yeah, this greater self actualization is something that many people can agree on. Now they don't like it when the other side wants it mm-hmm. because they want to control them. But yeah. that's really what the whole political process is is putting you in this tread this uh this you know the gerbil wheel um so that you can go after the other guy if you just let the the weirdo on the other side of the street act the way they want so long as they don't hurt other yeah. people yeah. then you'll have you can have freedom for yourself do we have that trump uh, tweet pulled up yeah yeah i got go uh, yeah it's a couple of different uh, threads but it'll, it'll take me like you know probably 30 seconds to read it all go so ahead. he says this is Donald Trump tweeting here great job last night at the white house about a u.s secret service they were not only totally professional, but very cool. I was inside, watched every move, and couldn't have felt more safe. They let the protesters vote, scream and rant as much as they wanted, but whenever someone got too frisky or out of line, they would quickly come down on them. Hard. It uh, didn't know what hit them. The front line was replaced with fresh agents like magic. Big crowd, professionally organized, but nobody came close to breaching the fence. If they had, they would have been greeted with the most vicious dogs, and most omnibus, 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 whatever the word is, I have ever seen. Uh, that's when people would have been really badly hurt, at least. Many Release the hounds! Exactly. That, that's what I was thinking. I was talking about Mr. Burns. Right. So just, <laughs> the other pre- presidents have uh, dogs named Sneakers. He's got, like, tooth and fang. Thanks, Joe, for the call. Apparently, S is hitting the fan in Seattle. They're imposing a 5 p.m. curfew. Oh, cars. All right, it's another edition of the Edgington Post podcast. It's Mark Edge with you, and today I'm here for Free Talk Live interviewing Carrie McDonald, 
And Carrie is the Senior Education Fellow for the Foundation for Economic Education. If you've listened to Free Talk Live for any period of time, you've heard Fee's name before. And Carrie had out an interesting article. Gosh, how long has it been, Carrie? Uh, a week, week and a half? Well, we're talking about the Harvard attack on homeschooling, yeah. and this uh, article appeared in Harvard Magazine for their May-June issue. So yeah. I've been responding to uh, this attack on homeschooling coming out of Harvard for the past several weeks, starting with the Harvard Magazine article, and then there's been subsequent articles in the Harvard Gazette and the Harvard Crimson, mostly highlighting longtime Harvard Law School professor Elizabeth Bartholet's research and policy recommendations uh, where she calls for a presumptive ban on homeschooling. Right. And a presumptive ban basically means, as I understand it, that, uh, you know, you should probably not homeschool unless you're highly qualified. Right. So a lot of the Harvard articles coming out uh, really spotlight her in-depth 80-page Arizona law review piece that she also recently published that lays out her full argument against homeschooling and calling for this presumptive ban, which basically means um, you need permission from the government to homeschool your kids. That permission will be granted uh, in a limited basis if you could show, for example, that your child is a stellar athlete and needs to be out of school, you know, to train for the Olympics, for example, or uh, your schools are underperforming and and therefore you need something else. And you have to, you know, kind of jump through all of these hoops. And even if you got permission uh, in her recommendation to homeschool, you would have to be subject to frequent home visits. Your child would still have to attend a government school uh, for at least some classes And uh, essentially, you'd be responsible for following a a government school type of curriculum to make sure that your child is well educated. Now, I'm sure she has uh, wonderful points uh, that she makes regarding it. And I do want to get into those. But, you know, one of the things is sort of um, this is a this is a question of law. Right. And laws are based um, primarily on the Constitution of the United States. Constitution was written, written in a time when most of the founders had been homeschooled because there really wasn't much of another option beyond, you know, some maybe uh, having some local school that taught reading, writing, arithmetic. But beyond that, any studying was done more or less at home. So I don't think the founders really thought much about it because they would have had to have been soothsayers to know that we would have created a gigantic socialist um, government indoctrination, middle class welfare, babysitting day prison system uh, that we now call public school. And to the point that it's so pervasive to the point that now a Harvard professor who studies a great deal on this presumes that that is the baseline for education. Um, and that you have to prove in order to get a different education than that, you have to prove something beyond there. Um, so, I mean, what a place to which we have come. Well, it's true. And, and in, in much of her Arizona law review piece, it becomes clear that homeschooling is really a straw man in Professor Bartholet's larger you know, mission, which is really a reinterpretation of the U.S. Constitution in that law review article, she calls the Constitution outdated and inadequate. And 
suggests that we move from our typical negative rights interpretation of the Constitution, where we're, where individuals are free from government intervention, to a positive rights interpretation of the Constitution, where the government grants rights and takes a much more interventionist role in people's lives, and in particular, in the lives of families and children. So I think this is much broader than just an attack on homeschooling. It's really weakening um, or trying to weaken this long-standing precedent in the courts that upholds what's known as the liberty interest of parents to care for and educate their children as they choose. So um, what was the, the the good professor's main point or points regarding why homeschooling should, there should be a presumptive ban? Well, she has several points, um, in all of which really mischaracterize modern 21st century American schooling, uh, homeschooling. You know, the homeschool population today, which is roughly two million uh, U.S. homeschoolers, is increasingly (laughs) reflective of the um, overall U.S. population, demographically, socioeconomically, geographically and ideologically as diverse as our overall U.S. population. Yet she tries to paint homeschooling as the purview of uh, religious evangelicals, which is simply not true. Um, so she really attacks uh, conservative Christians, um, paints this picture of homeschooling that's nothing like the reality, suggests that up to 90 percent of today's homeschoolers are driven by conservative Christian beliefs. When, according to the 2016 uh, U.S. Department of Education statistics on homeschooling, finds that the number one motivator for today's homeschooling families is concern about the environment of other schools, including safety, drugs and negative peer pressure. And only 16% of parents indicated that a desire to provide religious instruction was their primary motivator for homeschooling. Right. So it's just completely off base. That's how it was, was for my family. We homeschooled for you know many years, just until uh, very recently. And it, that's still a big concern. And basically, that's the concern, right? Like, uh, government schools are the crappiest school for a given grade uh, for a uh, you know a given district. Right. So if you go to a district and you say, "Okay, we're going to check sixth graders and we're going to find out which is the worst school for sixth graders in this given area, I'll bet you 90 X percent of the time that that school is going to be a government school. And, um, you know, just end of story. Why would I why would I send my kid to that school when I can pay a little bit and solve that problem? Exactly. And I think that that's the real issue is that, you know, she's trying to hold up government schools as this gold standard. And yet, 19%. according to the most recent, right, according to the most recent uh, nation's report card, the National Assessment for Educational Progress um, summary that came out recently finds that two thirds of U.S. students are not proficient in reading. And the uh, most recent data coming again out of NAEP finds that civics and government and an understanding of history and democracy uh, are abysmal in public school students. Um, And yet, interestingly, you know, Professor Bartholet saying that the reason she's advocating for a presumptive ban on homeschooling is to make sure that young people have a good sense of democratic values and, and civic engagement and tolerance for diverse viewpoints. Well, she uh, does want democratic values. Incredibly intolerant. Yes, <laughs> she wants democratic values. She doesn't want any kind of uh, you know constitutional values. That's really what it comes down to. Is they've you know in- inserted this term 
democracy, which doesn't fall into the U.S. Constitution's republic at all. Um, And yeah, I mean, that's exactly what she wants. She wants the majority to determine uh, some homogenized uh, curriculum for every one of these young minds to assimilate for better or for worse, uh, because that fits into her uh, worldview. I've I've read articles where they call homeschooling illiberal, which I don't even know what the hell that means. Um, you know, I right. mean, like, <laughs> yeah, she she spends a lot of time in the Arizona Law Review article in particular talking about the importance of student government participation in public schools, uh, where, you know, if you're going to single out anything, you know, in terms of public schools, I'm not sure student government would be the shining star. Right. right. It's really the popularity contest of, uh, you know, the the football team captain or whoever gets elected to be the president of the of the student body, um, you know, not necessarily what we would think of in terms of shaping, uh, you know, constructive individuals or, or people with personal agency, which we find very often is the case with homeschoolers or other people who choose alternative modes of education. In fact, some of the most recent data on homeschoolers find that homeschoolers are more well socialized than uh, children who are typically schooled because they do have more opportunity for freedom and autonomy and independence and are interacting more authentically with the people, places and things of their community. I've got one more minute here. What um, everybody's a homeschooler now. What percentage of people were homeschooling before? And if you care to take a shot at how many you think are going to move over, I'd love to hear that. Yeah. So prior to the pandemic, the 2 million homeschoolers in the U.S. make up about 3.5% of the overall K-12 school age population. I think I'd be surprised if we don't see an uptick in homeschooling numbers post-pandemic. Um, in a recent Real Clear Opinion poll, for example, found that 40% of their respondents said that they will continue that they will choose homeschooling or virtual schooling after the lockdowns end. So we're seeing increasing interest in homeschooling for the long term. Carrie, can you tell me how people can find out more of your work? Because I've read a lot of your articles and it's compelling stuff. Sure. Please visit me at fee at fee.org slash Carrie, K-E-R-R-Y. Yeah, fee is spelled F-E-E dot O-R-G, fee.org. Thank you, Carrie. Really appreciate your time here today. Oh, thanks, Mark. It's been great to be with you. This COVID-19 thing has turned the world upside down. Regardless of what you believe about it, it has changed our lives. But what's not changed is that if you own a business, you need to advertise to reach new customers or clients. Our audience is not the kind to stick their heads in the sand during a crisis. They are fully engaged and more active than ever. Special advertising packages are available to you to help you not just recover, but thrive. Email my sales manager, Matthew at freetalklive.com. This is a Corona Crisis Self-Reliance Alert. If you're worried about the power grid in the current crisis and want to generate your own supply of off-the-grid electrical power just in case, pay close attention. Here's why. A limited supply of solar backup generators will be available again in the next two weeks. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical backup power when you get off the grid. And unlike gas generators, these solar generators run quietly, emit no fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Dangerous weather, social unrest, or overloaded grids this summer will not be a problem if you go to MySolarBackup.com and get your solar backup generator. 
generator. We regret that supplies are limited and only available on a first-come, first-served basis. Check availability at MySolarBackup.com. Never suffer painful power outages again. Go to MySolarBackup.com. That's MySolarBackup.com. 